Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. And just like that, we are back for another NRL season, the fifth and last NRL podcast. This is the start of year 11, Boxhead. Year 11 or year 10? Year 11. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23. We started in 2013. There you go. 11th season. Who would have thought? Mm. What's been going on? How's your off-season been? Busy. Busy? Been a, lot, been a lot going on. Well, a lot going on. I already had one joke on my head straight away. There's always been a lot of back and forth between you and the Manly fans, but that's where you are now. So, yeah, I think we I think we spoke about that on the last podcast. Um, yeah, getting down to the NRL session one day a week and assisting with the New South Wales Cup at Blacktown slash Manly. So, uh, circumstances sort of dictated that I had to look elsewhere with. Now he's dropping out of New South Wales Cup, so yeah, that's that's sort of the state of play at the moment. Enjoying um, enjoying getting down there once a week. It's a bit of a trek from from Penrith, but I'm off work because we've just um, had the arrival of our third child, young Willow. So um, yeah, I've got a little bit of time. Well, not really, but I've got time off during the day. So yeah, it's been it's been good. How do you find it at all? Good change. Another another club. Another. Oh, I, did, I didn't want to change clubs. I get that. I didn't want to change clubs. As we know, obviously, circumstances. Yeah, it was beyond my control. Um, yeah, I've, I had a bit of an association with Anthony Seabold prior to him taking that job and then now crossing over. I had a bit of an association with Greg Bullos, who is a New South Wales Cup head coach. So, uh, yeah, sort of, you know, one of my good mates, Chris Hutchison, who was the head of football at Mounties, myself, him and Greg went to university together. We did the Masters in Coaching at um, Sydney University and that was um, early 2010. So those two boys were at Parramatta at that point and I was at Penrith. And yeah, we used to just sit together and talk shit and talk footy and we sort of kept in contact. That was sort of how the Mounties job um, came about. And then, yeah, that's sort of how the Blacktown, the Blacktown job came about. So... Yeah, you just you don't. I don't tread on many heads in footy. I just try and do the best I can. No, as where well. I am. But yeah, I'll, you just those little links that you make along the way. People sort of, you know, they, things fall into place for a reason. And if you've got good connections and you, um, yeah, you do the right thing by people. Usually things work out. I was happy to have the year off. It wouldn't have worried me. But um, yeah, no, it seemed like the right opportunity. It's uh, yeah, three days a week, and it's close to home. Uh, and then the opportunity, obviously, to get to the NRL sessions. And, like, the coaches down there at the NRL have been unreal. Hmm. Well, like Dimmick, Flanagan, Flanagan Seabold, um, Stephen Hales. Melbourne, South, Brisbane, are, um, Queensland. Yeah, but not that. They've just been super accommodating. They're yeah. like, yeah, come down whenever you want, which That's... is fantastic. So, they're yeah, and Greg's been unreal. He just sort of said to me, do you want to do a tackle defence? And I said, I, I don't mind. Whatever you prefer, I'll do the other. And he said, I'll take the D, you do the O. And, mate, it's been easier. It's... A little bit less stress, I suppose, because I don't have to do all the head coaching yeah. stuff and all the organisation that goes into it. So I just sort of roll up and coach, which has been, yeah, good. 
good probably for my headspace as well. So, mm. um, yeah, we'll see how we go. They won the wooden spoon last year, so the only way is up. And yeah. we're certainly not thinking we're going to be anywhere near that this year. We're and they've got some good kids. Seabold are, are going to that are pushed in. feed back a heap. Yeah, they've got some good young kids. Group that um, we sort of seen a couple of years ago that's transitioned. Schuster was sort of the first one in. Olakowatu's moved in. Yeah. There's Weeks. Chem Kum Tong. There's a couple of guys that are sort of Ta-Lungi. moving in. Got uh, Samuel Fainu is the yeah Samuela the other brother. There's four total. Sione went to the Tigers. I know Latu's there. He's playing ball, so they do have yeah. a pretty good group. And then there. you got yeah a few boys from Mounties have come across. Dan Madison, he was in the NRL training and trial. Denzel Tanise, Brad Abbey. So there's some guys there that I've coached and I've got good connections with. So oh there you go yeah it's been a good off season. That's what's going on with box. No one cares what I'm doing because you're the coach out of us, but. Back into commentating this year. Hopefully have some stuff going on the next few weeks, but more for the page. So going to be looking at doing a live show this year. I know we've talked about it before, but it's something that we will be looking to do. Going to look into getting some more stuff on YouTube, just some more general content for everyone out there to interact with um, on Facebook, Instagram, get some reels up, maybe get some clips up and be able to put a little bit more behind some of the stuff that we talk about on the show. Well, yeah, I've got a little bit more time during the days, which is going to be... Mm. Helpful, I've got no football association this year bar that, so full focus will just be in trying to put a little bit more out there for everybody to interact with. Cause yeah, we've got some good returning sponsors, so we want to make sure that we're doing everything possible. Mm-hmm. And that was the next part. Let's get to those formalities. We welcome back bluebet.com.au. There is no one better than the true blue bookie. We thank them for their support again. I think this is season number three, uh, the charity account returning again, so huge thanks to them. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, do it with the True Blue Bookie. Download the app today and uh, obviously Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Visit their website, the best odds of a bluebet.com.au. Hopefully, uh, we rack up a good sum for well, we always try charity. We get a thousand. Yeah. And if we can get a thousand, we're with, with bonus bets, as you know, you don't get the $50 that you put in there. You obviously only get the return. So yeah. you take the dividend out if you're hitting a thousand. It's almost, you know, close to 50 a week over the majority of the season. So yeah. um, hopefully, we can get there. Back again, longest-term partner we've had, Penrith Solar Centre. No surprise there. There is no one better. If you're looking to get a system, I, I know for a fact I've said it a million times, I work in that industry. Things are only getting tighter. Um, it's one of the best investments you can make, www.penrithsolar.com.au, or they've got a showroom now. It's an absolute cracker that Jake and that have set up there at 130A Bat Street in Jemison Town, Penrith, Monday to Friday, um, 8 till 5. And our newest sponsor... Sinclair Hyundai Penrith are coming on board. Um, they're on the corner of York and Bat Street across from the netball courts there, www.sinclairhyundai.com.au, uh, 47600603. Toby and the team there, um, if you're looking to get moving or get a new set of wheels under you, go see him and the team and mention fifth and last. Absolutely. So yeah. Happy to have yeah, them on board. Saying, I think they've got a heap more stock in there now, so it's been a bit of a nightmare trying to get a new car. But mm. well, I got lucky. I got one right at the start of COVID before this chaos sort of started yeah he sent me a message I was going back and forth with him this morning he was um, yeah just saying that they've got a, a heap more stock in mm. I was looking at a Santa Fe but it won't fit in our garage so blowing that out of the water best thing here uh, always good when we got a couple of locals on board so we've got two local businesses Blue Bet's obviously big corporation but love the fact that they support our charity account and that'll be going to another good cause that we'll decide on yeah. sometime soon this year um, but for now Let's get into what everyone is here for, Brock, and that's us to preview the 17 NRL teams for this year's 2020, uh, sorry, 2023 season. Let's have a look, break down the squads, give our thoughts, predictions, and see who we end up with 
um, as a premier, a spooner, top four, top eight, all those bits and pieces. And I don't think we could start anywhere more appropriately than the new team that has come into the NRL Premiership this year in the Dolphins, as they like to be called. They don't be called Redcliffe, they're the Dolphins. So 18 months to set up shop. Uh, didn't have a lot available until on the market. Obviously, took some huge swings, had a lot of people, no surprise, leverage off them, use their managers, work against clubs. Wayne got a little bit shitty in the end, threw some barbs out at a couple of players who didn't end up going there. But um, in the end, I think you can see from the way they've sort of set up their contracts and what they're doing, they only gave out eight three-year deals. So 22 of these guys are going to be off contract within the next year or two. Mm. I think it's going to at least be two or three seasons until we see the best. And if anything, I'd probably applaud the fact that they didn't go nuts and pay over some of these guys. They set a mark. They've got some veterans in. They've got a good pathway out there. They've got a lot of money. Um, they've set up some links with Capras and a few other clubs. I, I think this is going to be a slow builder and doing it the right way. Certainly going to because, be Because, yeah, they, they certainly had a few guys that were looking for some huge sums. I think the last one they were really in the mark for was Mitchell Moses. There was talk they were going to have to pay $1.4 million, which you're just not going to do. No. So, um, to be fair, like I said, I, I think they'll have their weeks, but let, let's be completely honest. I don't think this is a squad that's going to be challenging for that. They're definitely going to be in the bottom four and, and probably sadly enough to say I think with that we'd know of time they had and they knew what they were coming in for um, I think they're probably going to be in a battle for the yeah, spoon I, I think they've they've really been let down in the fact that they've only had 18 months like, yeah well they only had 33% of the market basically available to them and then obviously other clubs have got money as well do you want to relocate do you want to be in that sort of setup like most of the marquees they're going for are in the prime of their career if you're going there you're purely going for money mm. and not many took the carrot you saw the opposite end where Wayne Bennett and O'Sullivan, the club, probably made some smart moves in terms of the veterans they've got to try and establish some culture. So both the Bromwich brothers heading down, Felice Kafusi, they're the sort of guys you get in, I guess, if you want to impart some culture or try and start your standards and set where you want to be as a club. But in all honesty and fair to those guys, they weren't offered a lot by Melbourne. We're probably at the point where Melbourne was looking to move on from them, so sort of a trade-off, but in terms of the names they sort of got, they, they didn't really land a superstar. Let's mm. let's put it that way. Um, outside backs, you know, Hamiso was happily let go by the Cowboys. Can't blame them with the stocks they've got coming through. Guy that's got exceptional speed, but I think there's still a lot that he has to learn um, in terms of their halves. O'Sullivan's a good plug-and-play guy for the next 12 months, 18 months or so, but I think long-term Katoa is the one they're looking to. That's probably one of the young gems they got that they've got really big hopes for. I think we may see him sooner rather than later. Like, Does Milford last the whole season? I don't know. But he's also certainly reached into that well. He's gone for guys that he's coached before. Wayne Bennett in Anthony Milford. Um, you know, you've got uh, Wallace, SESE. There's a few guys there. And he, I tell you, I also love, he always picks a couple of those guys in that mould of like a Bo Scott or a Neville Costigan or those type of guys he's had before in like a Ray Stone type of player a Tommy Gilbert like he loves a couple of real toilers so I think there's some okay pieces there but they're not awfully impressive in the spine they're solid they've got some veterans in their forward pack depth isn't great and it's definitely going to be well, a slow it's not not great they don't have depth mm. they've got zero they're running out a lot of guys who wouldn't be playing in any other 17 in the NRL and they've had minimal time they've got to do a lot of travel as well I think they've got um, a lot of long trips their home ground is at a huge advantage. Like it's it's more of a Q Cup, New South Wales Cup sort of stadium. Like it doesn't doesn't have a great capacity. 
So I think they're going to take some of their bigger games to Suncorp. I expect them to really lift for those. But, yeah, I've got them finishing a long way last. Mm. And not because I don't think that they've got significant advantages. I think Wayne Bennett, to start a club, Christian Wolf, they're significant advantages. Isaiah Katoa is one of the best young halves in the game, but he's yeah. not He's not in our already yet. No, and he's so, not going to have the supporting cast that you need to flourish early. So This is going to be a building year. I hope it's not a break-them year. That's probably the biggest concern I have for the Dolphins is that just the damage it could potentially be done this year. Like you saw, I know it was only a trial last night, but yeah. they were like the tight. I wouldn't be screaming and shouting about the Titans' chances of winning the comp, and they, they gave them a good smacking last night. So I know it's a preseason game. Yeah, they were both pretty much full strength. But like you said, we well, like last mm, year. I, I've just got concerns. I, I yeah. Couple of those old wait and see. That's that's my gut feeling. Is is that I'm, yeah, feeling it's going to be a long and tough year for them. Well, I think your bigger issue is more like you said. Then I, I edge defense was a big concern. Looking at some of the outside backs they've got. Yeah, but I don't think it's a coaching issue. No, it's, it's not an a coaching issue, issue. It's, and it's also a yeah. talent issue. I think they've got some veterans in their pack, which will probably hold up. But in terms of what they got in their OBs, halves, spine, like to, to be honest, I think the most stable part of their spine is going to be their nine in Marshall King. Mm. I thought he was really underrated in what he did at the Bulldogs and. Was surprised a few other clubs didn't look at him for the price that I heard that he went there for. But I honestly don't think Milford will last the season. I think Katoa no. will be in there at some point, probably with O'Sullivan, just because he's, he's stable. Like does Hammer go the whole year at fullback? Did they reach for Azarco at some stage? He had Aiken outside, like Branko Lee. These sort of I reckon they're going to chop and change a lot in positions, probably. in key positions. So they're never going to have continuity on their edges. They got pulled apart last night, particularly their right hand side, the left hand side attack of the Titans and then a the couple of these veteran guys like you said that are slowed down I'm sure they're going to be great for what they're doing with their development with their pathways at the club but in terms of the delivery on the field Jesse Kenny Felice Mark Nichols etc like the only real guy there that's sort of prime forward right now with lots of years ahead is Tom Gilbert who was at the Cowboys so you couldn't, you couldn't get a start at the Cowboys oh he started he played Origin too but we're talking you know a guy that's 21 22 they're, compared happy, to, they're happy to let him walk because Bunch they've got of, other guys there ahead yeah. of them. Um, so for them, like you said, I, I guess looking at that side of things, they've still got four spots left as well, which is the other scary part. So I think Bostock, who played last night, he only played SG Ball last year on the wing. He's likely to probably get an upgrade, but they're, they're going to be looking for another three. And that young hooker, Harrison Graham, that high hopes for was pretty impressive the week before. He's torn his eight, uh, MCL, so he's going to miss 12 weeks now. They've only got one backup option at nine at present. Uh, which is Cody Nicarima, who's obviously probably going to be that 14-type role. So when you shorten all those sort of spots, and like we said already, uh, behind the eight ball in terms of recruitment, this really is a two- or three-year project. Um, those 22 guys, like I'm saying, that are going to be off this year, next year, they're, they're going to be out and in force in the market, and they've been tampering with everybody. Dane Marida from the Broncos, there's been a lot of talk there. They've talked to Fafita, Herbie Farmworth, Dom Young. They're, they're going to be in the market trying to make some serious changes in the next 12 to 18 months because right now... Um, like you said, I, I think bar a bit of Wayne Bennett magic, a couple of veterans, this is a team that's looking at pretty much the spoon or second last, in my opinion. I, I can't see him going anywhere further than that. Um, and yeah, that, 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 it's, it's rough to say, but it's it's just how things have played out for him. But the upside is they're financially stable. They're one of the richest clubs in the NRL. They've got backing and it's going to be a slow burn. And they've got one of the best people, I guess, to uh, kick things off. So there you go. What's your prediction for where they finish this year? Last. I was tossing up them or another club in particular, um, but after what I saw last night and especially key positions, unfortunately I'm going to have to go with it. 
Uh, I think they're going to get the spoon, or if not, second last. I can't see them being anywhere outside those bottom two or three places, unfortunately. And if they get a couple of injuries, huge problems. Huge problems. Yep. But we'll see how things play out for the Dolphins. Um, like I said, more interested to see the moves in the next 12 to 18 months because I think in the long term, with the way they're set up, they're going to be a bit of a powerhouse once they get going, but it's definitely not going to be in the first 12 to 18 months. Uh, with bluebet.com.au, that odds $67 to win the comp, $201 to win the minor premiership, then $19 top four, top eight, $7 to miss the top eight, $1.07 for the spoon. I'm pretty sure they were equal favorites, if not favorites, at $2.75. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking at who was sort of around them. They've got the Warriors, Newcastle, Tigers, few teams sort of in that mix. But uh, I think, like you said, just with the short amount of time they had to recruit and look at them, they're, they're probably a couple injuries away from just ending up in that hole, unfortunately. So... Both got the Dolphins ending up with a spoon. Let's move on to the team that they did play last night, your Gold Coast Titans. Uh, in terms of off-season, uh, last year was a bit of a rough year. Had some injuries, had Fogarty sign, then let Fogarty go. Let Sexton go solo without much support for the whole year. No stability at nine. One, Tino essentially um, pretty much had to carry things on his own, but they've sort of reverted back. The other way this offseason. Brimson's back to one. They've bought Foreign in to bring a veteran in the halves trying to help out. Sexton seems to be on the outer again. Tanner Boyd's in with his combination with Fafita. They've brought in Verrills to stabilise that nine position. Shot was a late recruit from the Bulldogs. And then they got a backup hooker option by trading Greg Marju uh, for Chris Randall. So it's it's been a pretty busy offseason in terms of what left. Jared Wallace, Azarko, Corey Thompson, SESC, Lasone. There's probably nothing really there that you're hurting on in terms of what walked out the door um, and re-signings long-term. Jojo for feeder for more. Tino, a couple of those guys were extended until 25 and 26. So it, how, how do you feel about where they're at and what the moves they've made? Oh, I feel like they've been good moves offensively. Their issue is defence. They've had no appetite to tackle through generations at that club. So that's, that's the biggest thing they need to fix up. If they can be in the top six or eight defensive teams, I'll make the eight. No doubt in my mind, but if they're down in the bottom half of the table again, that's where they're gonna that's where they're gonna end up, irrespective of what they've done offensively. I know like they're good players, they're good spine players. They need to sort out seven. I think they've chopped and changed now for twelve months with um, Tanner Boyd and Toby Sexton. I think they need to make a call there. Uh, and but otherwise, yeah, everything looks everything looks pretty stable. I think he. he can't go chopping and changing with Campbell and Brimson and that combination again. No, just pick and stick and. Well, it looks... I think really, if, if they miss the eight, Holbrook's going to be under some pressure to keep his job. Mm. Simple as that. Like he had his, uh, he had probably a year of, of grace last year, but if they end up in a similar position, there's going to be some questions asked. Well, and rightfully so. They really need to improve their defence. That's, that's going to be the telling sign and the determining factor for them this year. Mm. And I think huge thing... For them getting foreign in there, you know one thing that's going to happen. He's yeah, certainly if he stays fit, yeah, and that's probably the next question I was going to say. He had a four or five year period. The last two or three years, he's been immaculate. So if you get that, what you were getting, you know, like last night, you're going to get a guy that can dig into the line, help your halves out. They were getting good service from Verrells, who's another guy who's had some injury problems. If those two are on the field helping out a Boyd or a Sexton, and Brimson looked great, just floating around at the back doing his own thing. Mm. Your spine looks a lot more settled, and you know your edges are outstanding. Fafita looked. Plenty more settled. They're playing with Tanner. I know they come through playing together. Looking at Tanner, though, I think the bigger question is just his kicking game. 
the goal kicking, I think you guys were actually number one or two last year in four dropouts from Toby Sexton, his short kicking game and his goal kicking were two things that, you know, I guess have to be looked at, but it seems like they're going to go with Tanner Boyd with Fafita, that combination, four and on the left with more. so got some strike. Um, the, the back line's looking different. Uh, Carm Pereira looked very handy last night. He had a year at Burley. Shot moving in, semi there. Jojo played those last few games, so... I think that on top of, like you said, what you got in your spine now, Tino, those back rowers, probably the only question there, it's just depth and some middle rotation. Like I think Moiaki sort of took a bit of a step back last year, mm. sort of flattened a bit. Like Jolliff's a solid player, but he's, he's no standout. They've, they've brought Stimson up there and bulked him up and tried to turn him into a middle. Um, Clark was sort of a 13-9 option, and Jaden Campbell's going to be that sort of utility. But if you get one or two injuries in the middle, there's not much there to reach for. Like... Uh, Tino's brother, Isaac, Cleese Haas, they're young guys. Kelly suspended for a few weeks in the backs. Herbert's ACL mid-season. So all those sort of positions, they're probably lacking a little bit of depth. They've got a little bit there in Sexton and Randall in terms of backup and those other key positions now. But, uh, yeah, I think plenty of attack, plenty they can do with their forward pack, much more stable in the spine. But luck, health, and then just consistency defensively. They were, like you said, pretty much awful in all those sort of areas last year. So can they turn that around? Can they save Holbrook's job? Uh, I don't know, but I, I certainly think... I'm not saying he's going to get sucked. I'm saying he's going to no. be under some significant pressure. Who, who would you go with as the half? Who do you think is the best option? Sexton. Yep. So for you, that would be Foran on the left there with Fomor, Sexton on the right with Fafita. Yeah. Yep. I, I think, like yep. you said, for kicking game and goal kicking, what I've seen... Play Boyd as your 14. That's certainly. Like it that way. Um Anyway, yeah, yeah, we'll see what happens. Because Boyd can play seven, nine. Guess my other big question before we go, as in terms of off contracts this year, there's none bigger than David Feed on what weight they were going to do there, given form and where he's at. What do you like? He's he's not worth one point two million dollars. We've clearly established that. Best football, best version of himself. What would be a fair offer? Do you think for them to keep David Feeder? Nine hundred, eight hundred. I don't know. Or do you think they're better off moving? He needs on? to show his best form to start with. Mm. Otherwise, it's. Yeah, we're not. We're talking about what might happen, not what is. What what is at the moment is he's played significantly lower than that price tag, so mm. they can't pay him that again. If someone else is going to pay him that. Good luck to him. I would think it'd be eight hundred at the absolute most that I would pay him. Well, they're talking Canberra as because I think both and Moore's probably played better than him. To be fair, mm. particularly last year, I think both and Moore played better than him. Yeah, consistently, he, like in terms of best games, Fafita probably had the best games. But when we're talking about week to week and what you offer the team week to week, mm. I would I would say that for more probably got him last year, which is just shouldn't be happening if you're on that price tag. Well, really like the hope, like you said, with now two more key guys in the spine, they can do a little bit more with the football to actually utilise him rather than just throwing the ball at the under-10s and try and make him do it all on his own. So hoping that makes a difference. Um, obviously need to go forward first as well. And they've got a pretty good group coming through. Like I said, there's more development for... Cleese Haas and Isaac Fussell Maui. They've had a, three kids three, two years in a row go through the Australian Schoolboys program. That, there's no guarantees there, but they're actually getting a little bit churning through their pathway now as well, which hopefully in the next you know, 18, 24 months, meaning with a Tom Weaver in the halves or Ryan Foran in the back row, these sort of kids that they don't have to go out in the market and spend this sort of money either. Um, but unfortunately, I, I guess, again, having to rely on the health of guys like Foran, stability in that spine um, and then just consistency all around I, I don't see him as a top 8 team this year 
I still think on talent and ability, I think they could be there, but I just don't think they're going to be consistent enough. Mm. So where do you have the Titans finishing up? I don't know. Where you got them? Uh, I've gone 13th, unfortunately. Yeah, I'm going to whack them at 12th. And I guess that same worry again. Like I think Verrills and Foran are great ins there, but Verrills has had a very inconsistent few years. Foran knock on wood's been healthy for two or three years now, but um, if one of them gets injured, if he chops and changes at the seven, that origin period again when they miss Tino, uh, I think for more might be in the mix a little bit this year if a feeder plays. Like, yeah, I think depth is another issue. So yep. uh, I've got him at 13th, but yeah, see what happens. And obviously they were big moves in the spine, but with bluebet.com.au, they're $51 pop for the premiership. The minor premiership, they're $126 top eight, $4 top four, $15 to miss the eight. The Titans are $1.20 uh, for the spoon. They are $7.50 to be the top Queensland team, $14. They're a huge outsider. Um, so see how that plays out, but Justin Holbrook certainly in an interesting situation this year and how that's all going to play out. Next team up is one that's probably had as much attention as anyone at the back end of last year in the off-season, and especially because the man that's running the club now, the, the Bulldogs. Uh, they've already made a couple of moves again in the off-season on top for moving forward. Bronson Cherry back from his band, 24-25. Stephen Crichton confirmed uh, for 2024 on top of this year. Kikiao coming in, Reid Marnie. They took Young Preston from the Roosters, New Brown, late Andrew Davey, Pele. They paid the $500,000 transfer for the kid from the Broncos, Carl Olaapu. Perham now looking like he's going to be their starting fullback. Like They've literally brought in 12 bodies. I think they had 12 or 13 out last year, and they've got another 11 or so off this year. So there's plenty of movement been happening there in the last few years, but that's continuing in this turnover right now. Um, Gus get, got it in place. Said Barrett was going to be there as long as he wanted to be. Next thing, Barrett was gone. Interim situation. Now you've got Seraldo in. We know what we'd heard in the past from you know Barrett two times coming out of the Panthers system that he was going to kick on. Seraldo finds himself, I guess, in a similar position now where there's huge expectations when you've club from a come from a club like Panthers. But I think this is the situation where we really find out how much it is the coach and how much it is also the playing group and the club you're at. Um, Five year deal. Simple as that. It's not the coach. Like, the coach can have an influence, and yeah. I'm sure Serato is going to have a fantastic influence. I'm sure he already has. But in the end, you can only produce with what you've got. Mm-hmm. And I thought last night probably smacked them back down into into place a little bit, just in terms of probably not from Canterbury's perspective, the players and the coaches' perspective. I think they've probably got a realistic expectation about where they are, what they need to improve on, and where they're going. But just the hype around from the fan base and, um, you know, the Bulldogs club in general has been a bit over the top, I think. Yeah, I think similar deal with that amount of turnover. I think it's similar to what we've seen. Well, you look at key positions. Yeah, well, who's like the Perrin, seven, who's, who's your the one? one? Who's your seven? Straight that's, away, that's the there's two. a couple of question marks. Well, I've got a big Reed question Mahoney's mark. a solid NRL nine. Hmm. Um, well, let's see if you agree Matt with Burton. me here. All right, Ford pack. Well, like, I know Kikau's there, but I still look at their front row rotation and think, okay... So Pengai Jr. is playing front row this year. Luke Thompson, who come over on a huge salary, who's either been suspended, I, I like Luke Thompson if he stays on the field. I, I like him too, but I think between him and Pengai Jr., if you're relying on them not to be suspended or hurt, you've, you're going to be in for a long year. Mm. King had a really good well, year. it's more about, I think King and Sutton are going to be your mainstays. So that, that's sort you of... you got odd. Franklin Pelle, who had a good year in New South Wales Cup last year there. Mm. Didn't quite pan out how the Sharks had hoped. It's been a couple of years of development now for him, so... Mm. 
Does he, just, he kick on? He bullied New South Wales Cup. Let's see mm. if he can play consistent footy in the NRL. Also think edge defence, bit of an issue. Um, who they end up going with at centres, like Avarillo was a centre, a halfback, a fullback. Now it looks like they're going with Perham. So does he play in the centre with Alamotti? Um, Alamotti's only a kid, so it's a learning experience playing in first grade. If those guys are your two guys defending out in those key spots, how are they going to hold up? How's their decision-making? Certain weeks, like a day like yesterday against a, a rock-solid team like the Sharks, who have had minimal turnover and a, and a pretty solid all across the park, I thought they they pretty much got rolled over. They did. So that's sort of why I'm looking here. Again, you have these individuals like a Pungo Jr., like a Kikau, Thompson, Burton. You can bring in some of these names, but I still don't think this is a whole team yet. It's not mm. so much a team, and it's still a lot of turnover to go. And looking at the names that are off this year, Avarillo, Declan Casey, you know, Brown, Burns, Flanagan, I think there's going to be a lot of turnover again. So in terms of what they bring in, what they're trying to bring through, who they decide to keep, uh, and then who you can keep because they've certainly spent heavy. Burton's just got a big upgrade. Kickow's come on huge coin. Marnie's come on huge coin. Like In terms of the moves you can make with Crichton coming on top of that and Sherry coming in, um, you're going to have to be pretty smart about the players you put around that squad as well to fill it in. I was surprised that Khaled Raja did make their top 30 after a lot of talk, and Gus was saying, again, he'll play at some stage in the NRL this year. They ended up then forking out half a million dollars for the kid from Brisbane, mm. or the ARPU. So is he in their plans early? And probably the biggest question of all that we've seen the last few seasons, they brought Flanagan over, tried to push him out within four games, couldn't get rid of him last year, didn't start him for almost half the season, then let him finish up. Is he going to get a full season here and be supported? And then if not, who's going to play halfback? Yeah, these are all good questions. So, yeah. Well, I, I, yeah there's I, some I, holes there. There's, I, there's still some holes there, and it was never going to be an overnight fix. No, nah, I failed to see if they stick with one and seven all season. I like Perham as, as a player, and he come through with... But he couldn't crack it at Parramatta. Yeah, or he was at the Warriors with I, huge expectations. I like him as well. But so I, I thought it was a mistake to let him go, but I, I looked I'm at him... I'm not sure he's a one. You I'd like him probably six throw him as a, or a seven. No, I'd be playing him as an outside back. Because at the Warriors, they had huge hopes for him as a one or a six, and he ended up moving on to power. Didn't really get a look in. This is the third stop. So this is sort of crunch time for him. There's, Ooh, a, there's, a, time, there's yeah. a certain point where we know where talent keeps getting your opportunities, but this is his third stop. So if they stick with him at his main position through the juniors, which is fullback, and he succeeds, that's all well and good. But then we're in 12 months if Stephen Crichton's been signed to play fullback. Mm. Where's he go then? So um, there's a lot to like, like I said, in some individuals. Alamotti is going to be exciting to watch. Karaz had a really good year last year. They found a couple of kids. I think Kikiao, Fatala Marino, et cetera, it's all very solid. But I, I just think week to week against some of the better forward packs, I'm not going to be relying on Pungai Jr. and Thompson to either not be injured or suspended. One and seven, still question marks long term. Depth, like we're talking about, what they can bring in. Um, some of the OB options, like having a Burns. Or an Ockenbore if you get an injury. But, you know, in the forwards, some younger guys there. Halves, like there's Olapu come in. It's a big ass. One of the development kids like O'Neill. It's available later in the year. New Brown, I think, is a smart sign just for a bit of nine cover. But I, I, I'm, I'm like you. I think there's a lot more turnover to come. And I, I think they're going to be sort of in that nine to 12 mix. But I, I don't have them in the eight. No, me either. I've got them 11th. Uh, that's exactly where I had them as well. I think there'll, there'll be some good wins. There'll probably be some ugly weeks as well, but I, I, yeah, I just don't think it's the finished product yet. And I think it's more important, again, more decisions they make moving forward to go with a Crichton, to go with a Sherry. And I know it's only one game the other night, and we've been talking about it the whole time. 
I didn't think Crichton was really worth the money that he was on as a centre, let alone the money they're talking about him playing fullback. Mm. I think that's going to be a learning curve that's not going to happen overnight either. So that's going to be interesting in itself in 12 months' time. But, um, yeah, interesting. Uh, the, the biggest talking point, I guess, for them was defence and that Serrato was going to bring that side of things. Uh, yeah, they were they were pretty low last year in a lot of areas. They were 14th in attack, 11th defensively. How much all that turns around, I, I don't know. But, yeah, I think they'll be more interesting to watch, but not sure they're going to be a team fighting for the eight. And the odds are reflected with bluebet.com.au. For the Premiership, they're $21, $34 for the minor. Top eight, $210. Um, so there's a bit of hope there. If you're a Doggies fan or you're keen on them, top four, $5.50 to miss, $1.65. The Spoon, $29. Um, so, yeah, see how things go out this year for the faithful. A couple more games at Belmore. Always an interesting place to watch some footy. Well, it's smart play there. Thought uh, that was pretty interesting last year to watch them there. And we move on now to the Canberra Raiders. Eighth last season. They were eighth in attack. Sixth defensively, 14 and 10. Uh, poor start to the year. Got on a bit of a late run. Fogarty was missing. They sort of worked out a bit of a, a hooker rotation. Their pack, which had been hot and cold, caught fire. Hudson Young was outstanding. Topine was close to the best forward in the comp. They got themselves to week two of the finals. But Parramatta um, come over the top of them. I guess the big thing for them, minimal ins. But they've had a group of kids pushing through that. A lot of guys have had a couple of years with the first grade now, and they're in a pretty steady position squad-wise, only adding Sami Solo from the Knights and Danny Levi coming back. Hodgson, as a loss, hadn't played basically the last couple of years. Adam Elliott, probably the biggest one in terms of who was playing for him and what he did last year. They tried hard to keep him, but he got off a big money. Chance was on the outer. Sutton was a solid player, but um, they've locked up some guys long-term. They locked into Pine until 28. Xavier Savage, who's unfortunately going to be out for the first six weeks with a fractured jaw until 25. Arthur Mariota, Tomoko, Horsburgh. They've got a lot of guys sign up for another two or three years now, and they're going to be relying on this group of kids to push through and fill in those holes. So what do you think about the Raiders this year? you like where that squad's at? I do, yeah. Well, they've filled internally. They haven't really gone out and purchased anyone, which is means that they've got confidence in who they've got. Mm. Um, I didn't like what they did yesterday. No, that was quite disappointing. It wasn't. It wasn't great. It wasn't didn't... a great um, lead into the start of the comp. But uh, yeah, I, I don't take a lot out of trolls, as I said earlier. Just with the Gold Coast Dolphins game, um, I like them. I like their team. I've uh, I've got them in my eight. Mm. Well, I think the big more more because of that. I think Hodgson leaving is a good thing. Uh, he had injuries and there were issues around him just trying to seize control of the team, who's the leader of the team in terms of direction around the field. And mm. there were clashes there between the halves and Hodgson. And there's probably a good argument that Jack White wasn't getting enough good ball. And I think now in the current fold, you know, with the nines that they've got, the halves are going to get the ball when they want it. Um, I like the fact that they're back Savage at one. They've moved on chance. It seems like they've sort of decided on this is the core group that we're going to move forward with. They've moved, mm. you know, your Hodgson's, your chances of the world on. And, you know, they've got some really good young forwards. Uh, I think they're probably maybe a back rower and an outside back away. I think they're a strike centre, probably lacking. Mm. Like, I think Chris is solid. I like Tomoko. He's got to develop a bit more. But but I like where they're going. I like mm. I like the siege mentality that Ricky Stewart has. Um, 
I, I love that he hates losing. Like he, I know he rubs people up the wrong way, but he's a, he's a passionate person that comes across in the way that they play. One team town. Yeah, I, I like where they're going. Mm. Well, Rapana will likely play one while Savage is out with that broken jaw. Yeah, I don't love that. I don't either, but like, I'm just saying, like, you talk about depth we're talking about. If they, say, start with it's Rapana... Pretty good, it's pretty good depth, though. Kotrick and, say, Harley Smith-Shields back from injury on the wings and Tomoko and Chris in their backup options there. you got Schiller, who played some good games last year. Croker, who, you know, he's probably passed his best football. That's a very handy guy to have on the outside looking in. Valame, who's been there for two or three years now. Hopper, they've put some games into... Um, Fogarty, if he stays healthy, that was a big thing last year. He missed the start of the season, but also important work got put in to Schneider. And they have Frawley, who's also a good back option. So again, good options if you get injuries. They've got a group of nines now, which I find interesting. They sort of moved on. Levi had a really good year in Q Cup, then in England. And then a good World Cup comes over. I think they'll probably go with him and Starling, two guys that could sort of play off the back of their big forward pack. They had the second most offloads in the comp last year. So if you've got those sort of two guys who just give good service, early ball to your halves and push around your forwards and jump when they can, um, you know, Wolford, who had some good games as well, like they've just got a really, really good group. I don't know if it's enough to win a comp, but depth in all positions. Emre Gula, back end of the year, looked more like he did. I think this is a huge year for him, not only is he off contract, but it's three or four years of first grade now. Mm. If he steps up with Papali in the front row, Tarpany moves back to 13. He was close to the best forward in the comp last year. Hudson Young's back end. I'm sort of at the point where I think Whitehead's probably more at 13 than an edge just from mobility, but I know he provides a lot of stability there defensively and with his ball play. And then your bench, you can have Horsberg, Harawir, and Ira. Um, you know, Trey Mooney, they've got huge expectations on. He might be someone who pushes in there. Arthur Mariotta's going to get an opportunity to play there. Solo was injury-prone at Newcastle, but had big raps on him. So they've, they've got options in all parts of their squad. And I think... The real positive, which underrated, said it last year, which sort of saved them. Origin doesn't really affect them. I think, if anything, the only guy I can see adding to that list this year is Hudson Young. But we have New South Wales have got good options. Whiten generally plays in the centres, so it's easy for him to back up. And Papali only played 25, 30 minutes a game. So I think that period as well could be handy for him. And it's probably been unspoken this year. The Origin period probably has a bigger effect on the comp than it has in previous years. Um, no players round 13, back up round 14. No players round 16, back up round 17. No players round 19, back up round 20. And it goes over almost an eight or nine-week period this year. So I think teams like them who will be minorly affected, maybe only one or two players who have a minimal part to do in the series, if they stay injury-free and healthy and their spine's intact, get Savage back in, see some of these guys kick on, they could really push you know, close to a top-four spot or at least really be solid in the eight. Yep. So, um, yeah, and... Couple more kids. Morco's played in the World Cup. A couple of those development guys. But Mooney, Clay Webb, Mariotta are probably the real big three looking to push through. And they're the sort of ones we're talking about that they looked internally rather than externally to sort of push some of those forwards into their group. Definitely. So, uh, where have you got the Raiders finishing up this year? Uh, I have them seventh. Well, you read my mind. That's exactly where I had them. I know it's not a huge improvement on last year, but it's probably more to that point. I think they've got really good squad, a really good holistic team. The couple of Standouts there. I guess our bigger questions are if Savage comes back at one, that group of nines, Jack and Fogarty there, like is that enough in their spine, I guess, to go to that next level with that forward pack? Mm. And then probably, like you said, strike center, someone in that outside back that really strikes for you. Um, but overall, I think they're in a pretty good position. Be interested to see how the year pays out for the Canberra Raiders. But 
bluebet.com.au with a premiership. They're $21 for the minor. They're 15 Top eight, $1.85. Top four, four fifty to miss. The eight, $1.85 for the spoon, $21. Um, and then last year, like we said, probably defensively just more consistent. They were sort of middle pack in all the areas, but in terms of their attack, second and offloads, tackle bus, top four, uh, they're one of those teams that can certainly break up a ruck. So add a little bit more sting in their defense and get a bit more from their spine. Should be a good year for the Canberra Raiders. New Zealand Warriors, interesting team uh, to look at. It's been a horrible few years. Uh, I don't care what anyone says, and I've said this before, I know near the back end of last year, few people were saying they've got no excuses anymore. You know, they're in comfortable houses or hotels or this, that, and the other. Still doesn't take away from the fact that some of them didn't have family here. Some of them didn't meet nieces, nephews, get to see mum, dad, grandparents, aunties, uncles for three years. Like the instability of not being at home, all those things on your general squad that a lot of guys stop in for 12, 18 months because it was convenient while they're in Australia that have now bailed on them. Their coach last year had a change in his circumstances, had to move to an interim, brought even more instability and they had no access to their pathways or anything they could do for the last three years. I don't think anyone's had it worse. So um, looking at this year, it's it's a it's a huge, huge year, I think, in a positive way just for development. Uh, I don't see them as a threat, but I, I like a lot of the moves they made in terms of decisions they've made for their long-term future. I think Webster is a great option. He's a guy who's done a Really good apprenticeship. England, he's been in New Zealand before, come through the Tigers' pathways, mostly on the defensive side of the ball. Goes to Panthers, moves to the offensive side of the ball. Goes back with McFadden, who's also been there at the club. Anyone that sort of wanted to go or wasn't part of the long-term plans, you know, they moved on from Walsh, who they let in the let go. They let Murnock Masilla go, Nicarima, Penne early, um, Lodge, Elia Katoa they released. I don't know if I agree with that one or, you know, some of those moves, but anyone that sort of didn't want to be there or they thought they needed to move on, they did. Some of the last sort of moves that were made before Brown before he went, I don't think were bad ones. Murata coming back, I think it's a good move. Tamari Martin's a positive. Metcalf, I think, was going to be great, but unfortunately, it looks like he's going to be out long-term. Um, he tore his hamstring at training. Mm. So after looking like he was going to be a real good option, um, you know, a, a Barnett type. Is, they've always sort of had one crazy Aussie in their forward pack. I think he's sort of probably a good guy to mix in with that group. Yeah. Walker is that utility guy and you know they brought Chance back that one I'm probably not as big on but now they've lost a, a guy like a Metcalf who I would have looked at at the one or Martin you at least know he's a solid option but I, I think the biggest thing here is just laying down the pavers to rebuild that club from top to bottom the whole way through I, I don't think wins and losses are a real big factor I think decisions they make here how they build their squad playing at home again and just getting this pathway up and running because before they went we, we were about to go over and play that SG ball team. That looked like a hell of a group, and that got torn apart and picked apart by all the clubs, and they've just been stunted for the last few years now. Yeah. So they come into this year. They've just upgraded two guys. They've still got two spots left, but um, I think, yeah, Johnson probably gets first crack at seven with Tamari Martin. I think if by mid-year you're not seeing what you want there, they look to a Volkman, or if Metcalf gets healthy at the back end, he comes in and they pass the torch. Um, Chance will give you... Some stability at the back. Forward pack, Fanua Blake, Barnett, Murata, Tohu Harris. You've got some really, really steady guys there. Um, and then your outside backs. Vallejo last year played with a broken jaw. He was only 18. I think he's a long-term sort of prospect. And a few forwards in particular, these kids, they haven't upgraded all of them. They've just upgraded one of them, Dimitri Sifakula. But 
Jacob Laban, Ali Lauatea, Zion Maru, like this next generation, the next 12 to 18 months, back in the 18s, back in the New South Wales Cup. Um, I just think, yeah, they're, they're doing a lot of smart stuff, but it's going to be a slow burn as well. Mm. So f- for me, I, I don't see them, again, as a top eight team, but I, I think there's some really good stuff happening there to set them up for the long term, and that's that seems to be the game they're playing. Yeah, agree. I think they're going to pull out of that bottom section of the table and move to that midsection of the table. I think they've, they've sort of floated around there for a long time now. So, but you know, I think Andrew Webster will bring a he'll bring a specific plan. He'll have some ideas around what he's seen at his last couple of clubs, particularly Penrith. But I think he'll do it his way. He's mm. a pretty smart cookie, and yeah, I, I think you'll see some really good things out of the Warriors. I I just like how he's a calm head and pretty intelligent guy. So I think his approach will. Will suit that group well. The challenge is going to be can he get the best out of Sean Johnson, I think, and plug him in at seven and get his best footy. If and get his best footy, then who knows what they could do, who knows what their ceiling is. But mm. if they get inconsistency from their key positions, which has been sort of the story of the Warriors for at least the last two to three years, then they're going to find themselves in a similar position. I've got them finishing 13th. Uh, I've gone lower, unfortunately. Uh, I've gone. 15th I think more of it to do with like sort of what I said I think they've got some some names there but I think more of it is going to be just moving through some of these guys and I think we'll see Sifakula and they've got two spots left they might upgrade a Laban or a Leotoa they, they were happy enough to let Otakolo go the other week he wanted more opportunity they let go of one of the Kepu twins and the other brother unfortunately just fractured his foot so he's going to be out for the rest of the season. Jazz Tavunga's already out until week two or three. Metcalf long-term. I, I think the biggest thing there is just probably that that depth. But if Rocco Berry, Vallejo, these sort of guys get more game time, get a couple of these young forwards through and just focus on those guys growing with the help of Murata, Fanua Blake, Barnett, Tohu Harris, um, and then another good year in terms of you know just making some smart moves and building your pathway. I don't know if it's next year. I'd like to think they'd be closer to the eight, but I think the goal should be the year after that. They have to be a top eight side with two real good solid years back at home, putting guys through their pathways, making smart decisions with their roster um, and just build themselves back into what they should be mm. with a pathway and really looking forward to watching a play at Mount. Like, there'll be a couple of wins, I think, purely on the fact they're home this year Yeah, and that stability and that comfort. So I've probably got them too low, in all honesty, but I just... I think, yeah, they, they might roll through some guys. I don't know about Johnson. There's been some bad health luck with guys like Fanua Blake and Tohu the last few years, which has really hurt. But I, I think if you're a Warriors fan, I'd be really happy with the off-field decisions and where they're heading in terms of doing the right things when they reviewed all this stuff during COVID and their pathways and just heading in a direction of building long-term stability for that club. Um, I'm really excited to watch them play this year. Yeah. So uh, with bluebet.com.au... $51 for the Premiership, 126 for the minor. Top eight, they're 550 Top four, they're $19. To miss the $8.12 for the Spoon, they are $6. Um, interesting to see them this season. Disappointed about Metcalf. He looked really good that week before. So what do you do? Torrey's hamstring. Torrey's hamstring, but they've got an indefinite time on it now. So like for me, I was going to ask you the question, but there's no real question to ask now. If Metcalf... Tamara and Martin were both available. Like I, I, going Metcalf? I had it in my head that one of them would have been my fullback and I would have had the other pair with Johnson. Yeah. I like Chance, but I like Chance more for the work he does. I think for me, 
he's a winger or a centre. I don't think he offers enough fullback in terms of ball playing and other strings to his bow. But now that Metcalf is no longer available, um, yeah, I, I guess I would have looked at him as a one or a six to pair of Johnson. Had Martin maybe as that guy again at the back who offered that ball playing like he did for Brisbane as a real steadying influence. But now he's not going to be available. Um, it sort of made the decision for me yeah. about what they're going to do in that regard. Uh, let's go the Sharks, a team last year. Finished second, seventh in attack, third defensively, 18-6 record. It was an absolute dream year. The draw as well was awesome during Origin. They got a lot of teams out there, players. They had great injury luck. Nico, they, they hit that one out of the park. He proved that he could be a leader. That emergence of some young guys, they had good depth, contract situation. And I guess the biggest thing here, looking at what I've got, is the losses are minimal. Um, Tolman and Fafita were veterans on the way out. They sort of only rolled through their squad. Miller was important. But they've got good backup, and I'll explain in a minute, despite Dykes doing his ACL, on the back of Dykes, they've still got KL Eero, who's the New South Wales Cup Player of the Year, who can play fullback and in the backs. And another guy they upgraded, Satani Tacomo, from the SG ball as a fullback, played in the World Cup, only 18. So they've still got depth to cover Miller. Um, the other one was Metcalf, who didn't really get in a look in all year, but you look at his position. Dan Atkinson just come over, has played in Melbourne, played in Cup, was awesome during the trials, plays half fullback, and then they've got Braden Trindle. So they've got cover in both those positions. Uh, and then the forward pack, you look at Fafita and Tolman on their last legs, Jack Williams comes back this year. They added Oregon Gafusi and they traded Miller on a three-year deal for a New South Wales 19s prop Max Bradbury. So I think they've swapped out two older guys who are losing leg speed for more leg speed. Mm. So overall, minimal changes to this squad, more leg speed in your forward pack. To me, they need to take a step forward because the bang-bang out the back door was a huge disappointment. Um, Nico... It was, but... Yeah, I guess you could look at... The regular season was a huge achievement and the finals was a huge underachievement. So mm. the issue is going to be if they have all their focus on what happened in the finals and they forget about you know what they did in the... or what worked in the regular season. Sort of, you just got to go back to the bottom of the bottom of the mountain and start climbing again. I think that's going to be the biggest challenge for teams like Cronulla and the Cowboys and these teams that really shot through the roof last year and probably overachieved. Mm. It's just about resetting and going, okay, well, firstly, teams are going to be ready for us. And secondly, there's all that hard work ahead of us to get ourselves in that position again. So I think that's the hard part. Mentally, you just think, well, you know, we're going to get back to the finals and we've got to fix what went wrong. But You've got to do all the hard work and get all those wins up and mm. good performances and get there healthy as well. So there's a few challenges there. I, well, that's the other part. You I just guess. hope that they're thinking small picture at the moment, not big picture, because they can get distracted and get yourself in a hole, which we see a lot of teams do early in the season. And, you know, you, you use all your energy trying to scrap your way and find a way into the finals. And, mm. you know, the history tells us again, you just, if you're not top four, then you're, you're not likely to win a premiership. Well, that's how I just. I think you get these rare windows like we talked about last year, where you have depth in all positions. They've got that again. Yeah. Even to like to let Miller go, then to have Dykes do his ACL, then sit there and go, oh, "Well, we got the New South Wales Cup Player of the Year and an eighteen-year-old." And he's Eero's very good. Eero's yeah. And then to look at their backup, I, honestly, I stick by what I said before. I like Trindle more than I like Moylan. That's me. Yeah. But I, and that's yeah, what I mean. Great depth. That's an option. Beryl McInnes can still play nine if they lost Braley. Wade Graham's now moving into the twilight where he's going to be probably a bench utility back row or six. Like they have depth. They have real depth. And then yep. to add Williams and Oregon leg speed, which they lacked, I still think they're really 
still probably a prop short, but if Hunt hopefully gets past this elbow injury, they're saying they have Hunt, Oregon, Ueli, and then say like a guy like a Rudolph, I think those three have enough power and leg speed to make up for what they probably lacked a little bit last year. Then you've got a Dale McInnes. It's a very mobile leg speed pack. You can really roll the middle. I think probably the other thing, you more pointed this out last year, they just need to change their attack a little bit. Felt like in the finals it was too much of, you know, they, they would shift for shift, edge to edge, get to a half, try to get to that back row half space and just either create something or dig in. Like it, it sort of got predictable at the back end there, yeah, what did. they were doing. Yeah. Um, well, too many fullbacks, that's but, the thing. Yeah. So. And we know they're awesome out of the backfield. They had the most tackle breaks in the comp, second in kick return meters, second in line, brother. They had plenty, but they also were close to the top of the pops in terms of errors. And then defensively, um, they had the most offloads conceded or second most offloads conceded. So tighten up that thing. You know, they are overall third defensively in terms of what they conceded, but stop the pass, clean that sort of thing up, clean up the errors. I guess, like I said, just, yeah, Mulatalo, Ramian, Talakai, can he have it again? They reckon Ramian's lost 10 kilos. Mm. He looked very fit yesterday. Nico, can he take another step forward? Teague Wilton in that back row spot now. Add Oregon into that mix with McInnes and Hunt off the bench. Good depth. I think Origin again, they're, they're in a sort of position again where I look and go, well, unless Nico's a utility, Dale's probably, he's not past that point, but I don't think they're going to look at him. I reckon no, Origin, no, they're going to be minimally affected as well. So I look at them health-wise and squad-wise and where they're at, the window's sort of right there for them again where I think anything probably other than top four would be a disappointment. Massive disappointment. Yeah. So that's prime. Where have you got the Sharks finished? Well, am I giving them... Where am I saying if I think they're going to win the minor premiership, am I saying they're first? Or is it who I think is going to win the premiership is first? Because I have different teams winning the minor premiership. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you on that. I, I, I've got them winning the minor premiership for that reason. I think they're... They've, they've got the best depth and they've got the best roster that's not going to be origin impacted. So mm. I'm going them to finish minor premiers. Yeah. But I don't have them winning the comp. I've got someone else in the comp. Mm. Well, I have them third. And for similar reasons to you, I think they'll land in that similar area again where, barring injuries, I think they have minimal effect. Their squad has been upgraded in a few spots. Those few losses are counteracted by depth. And like we talked about before, this window only stays for a certain period of time. But they're sort of in they it right now. They feel a little bit like Parramatta last year. Mm. The real question, I guess, again, is can someone elevate again from that spine? Can Moylan get to another level? Can Will Kennedy get to another level? Will Kennedy was unreal. Yeah. yeah. Can a Blake Braley get to another level? Because that's what we sort of said about Parramatta. Our biggest question was, could nine or one elevate more? I think six and seven sort of got there. Mm. But I think between a Gutherson and a Marnie, compared to, say, an RP, clear, like, maybe not so much. But I think Braley showed some good signs. They gave him a long-term deal. Kennedy... Bad health at the back end of the year wasn't quite as effective, but a few more guys in that elevate and that forward pack with a bit more leg speed and youth. Uh, these windows don't stay open forever. People are going to start picking. Contract decisions are going to have to be made. Uh, things only get harder. I, I guess the upside for them looking, uh, they don't really have a lot off again in terms of contracts. So they might have another year afterwards, but like we, as we know in the NRL, once you start paying people and you make some decisions, it, it doesn't take long for the depth to start falling out. Yeah. So... I've got them finishing third. Um, yeah, whether they can win a comp, that's that's a different story. But this squad and the way it's been built, what do, what do you think about Fitzgibbon getting another three years on top of his deal already? Like, I think it's a no-brainer. They're only one year in. Oh, I like him. He's got two years on top. Like He's got five years on top of his contract now until 2027. I don't mind. No problem with it? Long-term plan, backing your coach? Like, yeah. 
And I think the other thing probably good for him, but I don't think they're doing but it. You just said that. You just said it in yourself. The roster, there's no one really off contract this year. I think Beryl, Graham, Harodi, they, they didn't have a lot um, from memory. And yeah, I think it was minimal in terms of... Uh, don't you think that they go hand in hand? Like if you've got... If you've got players off contract, you should probably... Oh, sorry. Have your coach off contract. Ikevalu, well, Stone Street, young kid who's a very good player, Wilton, Dan Atkinson, like they're probably the biggest names. I missed a few here that I wrote down. Katawa, Will Kennedy, and Ramian are three big names. So they're going to have to decision. But like we've talked about before, when you've got Eero, when you've got some other guys, yeah. if a Ramian comes out here and says, I'm. Well, Eero's locked up until the end of 24, I think. They've got He's still on a development deal, which is crazy this year. So he can't play until after, was it round 10 or 16, that rule? Don't know. They lock you out. So. Him, um, you sure about that? Well, before it was development deal, wasn't yeah. allowed to play. No, are you sure he's still on a development yeah. deal? He's look at the NRL official thing, he's got development next to his name still. I thought that was crazy. I thought he got upgraded at the back end of last year so, for two years. Um, Stone Street, I really like. He's you know, like in that development group. Um, they had a couple of training trials who were in their flag setup who were good during that setup. You know, you got. Colhoun, who they gave a couple of games to, like I said, Williams coming back overall. You know, Bradbury, I liked at Newcastle. I was surprised. Like, see, that's that's to me is short sighted. Like a Newcastle trades for a Miller, who I really yeah, he's like. Not, he's he's in there. He's in their top thirty. Oh, well, the NRL website definitely needs an update. Three development players: Josh Fanau, Peru, Stone Street. See here, that's the NRL one. They've got him in the development era. Okay. Yeah, so I don't have know. to. You have to double check it. That was like I was saying to you about the Manly one the other day. They've got Manly only having a certain amount of players. Yeah. So what's actually registered? What's not registered? Well, it's not updated enough. You'd, you'd like to think that your official website would be better with the managing of who's in what. You would think as soon as it's done, it'd be upgraded. But yeah, um, but to have the option of someone like him on the outside, if a Ramian or a Talakai who they've ended up locking in comes to you and says, you know, I want. 600, 700,000 and you're tight for a position and then you look and go, well, we've got this kid Stone Street and we've got Kale Eero, we've got guys, you know, so no thanks. Yeah. You can sort of move on and, you know, at least keep yourself in a good position. Like, I really like Sianni Katara, I really like Kennedy too, but that's also another decision they're going to have so to make. So he's up, promoted to the Sharks top 30 for the remainder of the 2022 season. So he's still under the Full-time, no. He was promoted to the Sharks top 30 for the remainder of last season. And then becomes a member of the full-time NRL squad for the two years to follow. Well, they, they yeah, haven't even upgraded. updated their own website. Yeah, upgraded, for sure. Well, there you go. So, between having... And people might go, well, what does it matter? Well, it matters significantly if you access, get injuries access. and you can put him in. Yeah. Because before, it wasn't until around 16 or something like that. So, you got to wait. Around 10 or around 12, yeah. So, the other one who's oh, not even mentioned, who was very handy from a few years ago, Connor Tracy. Mm. Senna, wing, halves... Atkinson looks handy. You know, Ikevalu will come back. Like, Dykes is the real big blow. He looked good, but he's out for the year. He tore his ACL already. Um, Stone Street pushing through. Jack Williams, if he's healthy. Hazleton, they've been putting time in. Calhoun. Um, yeah, it's it's a good spot to be in. But out of those off contracts, I missed a few, sorry. But they've got depth in those positions to make smart calls. So a guy like a Kennedy might be able to get more money elsewhere. But if they make a reasonable offer and he wants to stay there in a good team, he'll probably take less. Sianni Katoa, similar boat. Jesse Raymond apparently doesn't want to go anywhere because he's left the club and had issues, come back, happy where he is. So if they all sort of buy in a similar manner, your window can stay open for that little bit longer. So I think... And they're also preparing apparently a lifetime deal for Nico. They want to extend him ASAP. 
Fair enough too. So I think Jeez. the best thing for Fitzgibbon, they're not coming at him in the sense of saying we have to win comps right now. They want a long-term window here. But that's why they're, so they're that's happy. Why I don't have an issue with them re-signing him. They, mm. fe- they feel very stable. Mm. So the odds with them with bluebet.com.au, they're $12 for the premiership. Minor premiership, $13, $8. Oh, sorry, $1.40. Minor premiership, what odds? $13. Yeah, well. Wow. For top eight, $1.45. Top four, which I like, two eighty-five to miss. The eight, two fifty-five for the spoon, sixty-seven dollars. But yeah, quite a quite a good position. I'm going to move on to one now that I, I I've been waiting to watch him to play. I'm not going to make a lot out of it because what happened on the weekend. Most of them have literally come back off holidays. They're not going to be, I think, flying for at least a few weeks. But the Penrith Panthers, premiers, minor premiers, second in attack, first defensively, twenty and four, absolutely outstanding for three years. But as we know you just start getting picked apart. So they won a comp under hard circumstances here before all these injuries pushed through. Then they have the absolute dream last year. First four games without Nathan, 4-0. Injuries were absolutely minimal besides May at the end of the year. Nathan gets suspended. It's basically like a holiday. They roll into the finals, well-rested, clunky in the first half, week one and three, blow out both those teams second half, and then grand final day, they were just absolutely red hot. Like, it was the perfect season. And... I couldn't believe looking at points at the NRL website, the injury list. Everyone had injuries. Like Melbourne had 14, Newcastle, like all these teams had minimal five, six at points in time. They had a point, a run, where they literally had zero names on that list. Zero. But to now move to a point where three years in a row, you've won the amount of games they've had. They've lost Kikau, who's arguably the best or top three in his position. Arpi, who's close to the best, top two, three in his position. Burton... Katewell, Tarmel, Tedovano, Momorovsky, Naden, May, Sullivan, Hopgood, like guys in good depth positions. I think this is the first year they may actually fall back in a little bit in line with some of those teams in the top four or six. I don't think they're that far ahead anymore, in my opinion. Yeah, agree. And the biggest one of all on, on the weekend, say what you will, and I'd literally just set it myself. I know a lot of those guys come back early. They chose to. I know they haven't been training that hard because they had a big World Cup campaign and they were well underdone. But anyone that I've heard say that Arpy's not going to be that big a loss, you are fucking kidding yourself. Because I remember Penrith pre-Arpy when they had Maloney, Cleary, and probably just as good a spine in other positions. That man makes a huge difference to what happens in that ruck. If you have Noah Cowan to be at nine, which you saw the other night with 80 minutes of Mitch Kenny, you can jump off straight yeah, away. I, 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 disagree. I disagree in that I think you... Sony Luke's a very similar player, and I just think they're picking the wrong guy. I get that, but I don't think you can play Sony for 80 minutes and he can't do it. Well, you can't. But they weren't playing Uppy for 80 minutes either. They well, they, they were until well. the end. They so, had the well, I don't know why they were doing that. But that's, I that's, think they were just taking a piss, to be honest. Cool. Well, they weren't taking a piss at all. They thought that was the best thing to do. to be a battering ram. And... But they thought that, that was the best thing to do. So yeah. I think they'll do a similar thing. Well, I think they should do a similar thing with Sony. Well, was he hurt on the weekend or something? Because I was blown no away. I've got no idea. Um, the other one again, I think like the back row options with Martin. Well, the oversight for everyone on the weekend. There was no Dylan Edwards. Yeah, like, well, there was no Dylan Edwards. A, how big of an issue that's going to be? There was no Martin. Um, I think you've seen the difference, like purely in set starts. Like Edwards takes that back Edwards, twenty twenty five. Edwards plays, they win. Like Crichton, that, that's how simple I think it is. I mean, they didn't play well at all. No, but it's the second trial. Like I don't understand why everyone's expecting them to be. I was as good as they were in the grand final. Like the the timing of the the World Club Challenge is it's horrible. We said it before. We, we, I want it. Play two weeks after the grand final. They don't play it at all with the actual teams. Yeah, well, that's the point. Yeah, two weeks after the grand final with the teams that actually won the grand final. 
but you'd have to align both comps as well. So, mm. so I guess there's a lot of yeah. That's another argument for another day. I just don't care about that game. I think it's nah, they've it's lost. a piss take and it's a tokenism more for the UK than it is for Australia. Mm. Um, and what Anderson Helens they oh, to come out here great. and win, good on them. Um, but to think that you get anywhere near Penrith in a month or two, you, you're kidding yourself. Um, yeah, oh, look, I think they're going to slide, but they won a grand final by 30 points. So hmm. how do you how do you equate the loss of player to the loss of performance to the improvement of other teams? Is motivation going to become a factor? Well, these are all is, things we're talking about. I, what I think is going to be a huge factor is the lack of a preseason. They haven't yeah. had a preseason. World They've Cup. come out of World Cup and just the Most burn that it has on your body. Mm. They had no injuries last year. I expect them to get some injuries this year and I expect them to feel the pinch at some point during the year. And people are going to ask questions about Penrith, but mm. and just I, I don't want to play them in a finals game. No. And I, if they get to the end of the year and they finish top four, look out. Because what have they got to lose? They've got nothing to lose now. They've won back-to-back. I think the pressure was in last year, doing it yeah, again doing last year. back-to-back. Now, and with that squad. No one expects them to go three in a row. Probably people do probably expect them to go three yeah, in a row. But like I don't, I don't think they, they should They set be. high expectations of themselves. I, I really feel like the pressure's come right off Penrith. I think they've got a lot of young players. The good thing about the Panthers is, you know, when you, your Kenny comes in or your Luke comes in and all these guys are going to come in in place of these superstars that have either, you know, gone to other clubs, they're thinking, well, I'm going to show you that I can do it as well. Mm. That's the mentality of these players. That's the mentality of that club. Yeah. So, you're so just to think, well, oh, he's gone, so things are going to fall apart. They may, you may see them come back to the field and that's a little the point bit. I'm making to the top four or six. I think the biggest, the biggest issue this year is they're going to need more from Jerome Luai. 100%. And that's more the point you I was trying to get to. can't go around calling yourself Michael Jordan oh, and, everyone and playing the way you I'm play. daddy and I'm this and that. Like, you, you're not playing up to that level, mate. He's had awesome back rows, centers, everyone outside him. He's had Arpy inside yeah. him, Nathan. He needs to play better for He needs to take the pressure off Nathan Cleary. He's the one. Uh, you've seen Sean O'Sullivan leave. They've got Cogger and Falls there as, as backup halves. Yeah. But really... You know they're gonna they're gonna need Luai to be an Origin player, not just be Nathan Cleary's half partner. Well, then which obviously I think is what he's done for the last two years. The summary of what we said: those two nines need to be the equivalent of probably eighty percent of Arpy. Yeah. Kenny needs to plug in for that first 15, 20. and then when Sony comes on, we spoke about it before. Great creativity, this, that, and the other, but they they can't sit him in the middle. They're gonna I have think to move. Sony. I think Sony could be better than Appy. Could be, but I think, again, you like, can't just sit him in the middle. He's got to move around. I think he's a smarter, more intelligent player than Appy. That's my personal opinion. Mm, that's a huge call, but that's, you know that's him. Okay. So that's I, I don't care because I've no, coached him. I know that. That's the point I'm making. So I look at that one in particular. People are going, well, kick out is a bigger loss. I, I think Arpy's been really underappreciated since he's been there. Who? I think Arpy is a bigger loss. I think Arpy has been huge for Penrith. Yeah, I think, I think they're both huge, like Kikau and... Well, again, yeah, like we're talking position. top two, top three in your position. Yeah. No argument. And yeah. when you lose that, and then a Burton in the centres, like I said, take guys out of those spots, you do backfill them, but I think you get to a point where I'd say that they're a guaranteed top four, top six team again, transitioning guys in, which is what happens, because you get pillaged for a few years, you backfill, and then you sort of regather, like a Melbourne when they were sitting in the top four consistently, but maybe not winning, and then they make a surge, or the Roosters making a surge. I think Penrith this year... Come into that group again. Can they go on and win it? Like you said, healthy, everything going right, developing by the back end of the year, totally. But I, I think this year I'm probably looking more fringe of the four, or yeah, like probably injuries, less depth. 
no preseason, good injury luck. Like, it unfortunately, doesn't last forever. Mm. But this is still a hell of a team. So Edwards will slot back in. May missing the start. I'll put Taruva, Crichton and Tago. Like, even a Crichton. I'm interested to see motivation of some guys. Like he signed the big deal. He's on the way out. Like they're some of them won two premierships now. Signed big contracts. Just that side, like you mentioned, are, are they as motivated? They've been awfully hungry, brash, and been dishing out for three years now. Are they going to come with the same swag and energy this year? Mm. Um, you know, the halves are there. Fish, Laota, that combination of nines. Gar- I reckon Garner coming. On that left, obviously not kick out, but finally gets to play in a really good team. I actually think he's a good footballer. Yeah. I think he'll do a good job. Yo and Martin. Um, and then your bench is probably made up of Lenu, Sorensen, and then I, I don't know whether they go with a seven. Do they look at Peachy, who they brought back, who should be motivated after a few bad years? Like they made a couple of smart signings, I thought. Like Cogger was a guy that went to just two bad clubs. He was at two wooden spoon teams. It's a bit of the Black Green theory where a young half gets put in, gets burned get shelved like he's only 23 24 years old he was in that age group with Nathan he was probably the more highly sought after half but he got he, again young half who had no support around him it's a good backup option again Hosking played a couple of good games at Brisbane Garner Peachy but yeah RP kick out these sort of guys that are going out um, kids pushing through there's been all this talk about Riley Smith I, I don't know how far off he is they still played Summerton and Connor Mason in the trials before him at nine they need someone to push through in that spot in particular. Or they needed to get the market like we talked about last year and at least fill that gap for a year or two, yeah. which is why I mentioned, again, people may think I'm, I'm nuts. I really think what Marshall King did with an average team could have been a good plug-and-play for the right price for a year or two. But, um, you know, they re-signed Tom Jenkins, Jack Cole as a six, Isaiah Yongi, Harrison, Hassett, Dayon Amatwani, Luke Otla, they've got another great group coming through. So I think it's just a matter of time to see how long it takes to backfill some of these positions, develop, and get back into shape to win again. I think they're in good shape to win again now, but they're definitely going to be hunted more and they're going to have a lot more pressure in terms of filling, backfilling some of those positions if they get some injuries. Yeah. So, yeah, big years for Kenny and Sony to replace Arpy, Garner on that left, and Luai, like you said, is probably the biggest one. Um, He's getting to talk and sort of right off the back of a lot of good that's happened. Not saying he hasn't been good, but there's genuine expectation for him now to actually contribute. Not just getting good ball of them rolling forward, Arpy pulling the ruck apart, Nathan feeding him and him having the choice to run past to Crichton, kick out to Toto. He's actually going to have to contribute to the kicking game, his running game, add a lot more this year, especially with what they're probably going to lose in the ruck. Um, so, interested to see. But uh, I'll tell you the other one, I, I didn't know about the kid. Uh, it was Jesse McLean, that troll. They've signed him until like 2026, fullback winger, Australian school. He scored in that Parramatta game. Well, we know, like we said, all those names I just mentioned before, they've upgraded. They've got, they got so much pushing through and it's hard to keep them all, but they've made some good decisions so mm. far. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if they can continue with that. And they've obviously got Mav and Liam Henry and Atavul Lazardi, who looks like they've got a lot of guys still pushing through. Yeah. So, But the thing is, you, you can't just assume that they're going to do the job. New South Wales Cup and Jersey flag success is going to equal NRL success. No, we know that's, that. That's what they've done in the past. Mm. So, you know, I think they've bought astutely. They look in a good position, but yeah, I do think they're going to come back to the field a little yeah. bit. And that hooker spot, like we said, um, yeah, oh, I don't know. That'll be that'll be the big one to watch out for. Where where have you got the Panthers finishing? Uh, I've got them finishing third. I've got them fifth. Fifth. I, I think. 
if they start slow, Origin's the other one. They'll have like five in again, I think. I think Tyo, Cleary and Luai almost get, like Luai, depending form, I think they'll still pick him because Nathan. That's almost a given for him. Martin, Yo, if they lose five, I think that time of year is going to be harder this year. Yeah, but I think there's less impact now. You've got, you're back to Wednesday games, aren't we? We're not playing. Well, that's what I was saying before. There's three three games without any players and there's three weeks with backup. And then it depends if but you get how it. many of those weeks have they got to buy? They'll probably have a buy in one of them. So you're probably looking at two weeks where they're going to have to back oh, up. No players backing up. They got no no players round sixteen. They got a back up round seventeen. I sort of wrote it down. It was hard to follow because they've made it so. It is hard to follow. But that period, I still. I would eat. say you probably got two. Two of the games where you're going to have to back up. Mm. I'll probably be wrong, but I just think no, this year... No, it's not about being wrong. It's no. about having an opinion. But that's it. And I, I think more like we talked about the Sharks before. I look at the Sharks and more like you're talking about the the regular season and the finals are two different things to me. I think top four is hugely important to them, but I think the season itself is going to be a bigger strain this year for them yeah. as compared to some other teams who, you know, filled up to the brim, probably don't have as, as hard a draw, probably aren't as heavily affected. I think this year more off what you're saying. Three years in a row... Lobster rep football, lots of these guys moving out, some turnover, strain on your depth, more expectation on a few positions and players. I reckon they'll be on the edge of the four. Wouldn't surprise me if they went and won the fucking minor premiership again. I don't know. Last year, I thought they might start slow, and they didn't. But this is three years of consistent winning football. Minor, like, next to no injuries, extra motivation. Like, just there's a lot more question marks, I guess, this year around all that sort of stuff. But it's a ridiculous roster. Yeah, one to thirteen. Still, there's ten or eleven guys that you look at and just go, they're red hot. They are red hot, and guys will push through and will be blown away again. So they should be a top four team, but it's more of what you said. I think some of those factors maybe they'll be on the fringe of the four this year. But come finals, if they're healthy, fucking look out. They could win three in a row. Yeah, could they could win three in a row? And the odds with Bluebet.com.au, they're the favourite for the premiership again. They're four dollars minor premiership three thirty, top eight a dollar ten, top four a dollar forty five to miss the eight. $6 for the spoon, $301. Uh, they've even got a market for their first loss at Blue Bet Stadium. I haven't looked it up yet. Might have a look at the end. For the three-peat, they're making an offer, $4. For the three-peat, same as the premiership odds. Um, and to be the top New South Wales team, they're $2.30. So all the bookies still think they're the team to beat with what they've done over the past three seasons. Yeah, and I guess they've earned the right to, yeah. uh, to have that, haven't they? Next up, what have I got here? Let's have a look. Let's go to the West Tigers. They were quite impressive yesterday, their first week. Probably not so much. Another team that's had a hell of a lot of noise around them. 16th in attack last year. 16th won the spoon. 15th defensively, 4-20 and record. Uh, it was a horror season. They were going to fire Madge. They pulled a statement last minute, kept him on board. Not a great start. Gets a couple of wins. Sheens comes in. They end up sacking him anyway. They feed Brett Kamali to the Wolves and let him just get shredded while they make decisions on what they're doing after. They'd make the decision that they're going to move forward long-term with Sheens, Benji, and Robbie Farrar, and he'll take over in a couple of years' time with Robbie, and they're going to focus on cleaning out contracts, pushing through their kids, making smart decisions, and building this for the long-term. And like we said, um, if it doesn't work out, it's going to be an absolute nightmare. But it it seems for the most part that um, so far, I I don't really mind the direction they're heading. They they made some really good signings. R.P. Coruscant, Isaiah Papali'i, they really pushed in the off-season to get more. The, the Clemmer deal, I'm probably not so big on. I think the fact they extended it is the issue I have. I don't know what the money is. Like This year, they're getting him for an absolute song. But to add a couple of years on top and probably pay him, I, I don't know if I agree with that. 
Um, Bateman, questionable for me as well. Again, I don't watch a lot of Super League, but like his last year in Canberra when he was a bit spiteful about the money in his own position, a couple of years back home. Yeah, I wouldn't have Coming back here now. Like if, if they've paid him 700000 plus like I'm here, and I, I don't know if I would have gone there. Um, Will Smith, Staines, Wakeham, like they've got some, some depth guys there, but losses, there, there was probably nothing too crazy. Like I think Tuolagi's a bit of a loss, but that was locked in well and truly. I think it is a loss because you know, he's, yeah, he's yeah, well, luck, cheaper yeah. labour in a, in a spot they probably need. Garner made the decision to leave for less. I thought New Brown would have been good for their squad. And the Hastings one, I thought he was good for it, but they clearly don't want someone with an opinion in the room. They want to get away from somebody who, you know, say what you will about the bloke. Yeah, he's outspoken. He went there for Madge. He stuck up for Madge. I think he was right to say everything he did say. But they're going for a fresh slate, so he's moved to, to Newcastle. But um, their big focus, obviously is what it has been before, which is kids. They upgraded Fanua Bolle to 25, Justin Matamua, 25, Brendan Tumuth, um, Josh Felody they got from Manly, who's a young fullback, Kiriana Katoga, Christian Manoea in their development squad. Their Matt's kids, they went on an absolute signing spree, which, like we said, again, there's no guarantee that those guys get through. But hmm. Taj Colquhoun, um, Heath Mason, Jordan Miller, Tyler Silva, Lachlan Gavin, Kit... Well, Lily the Cat, like they've signed all these guys hoping they're going to be coming through. Well, and that's the thing, yeah. They're undefeated in SG and Mats again this year so far. They're 3-0 on both comps, so they're really focusing mainly on pushing these guys through. But again, it's a long-term project because week one you see the Warriors play them with a few of their kids who have basically had no development and they got lit up by 40 points. So that's another thing. You can't, you can't burn those guys overnight. It's not going to be overnight. Yeah. So you need to make smart decisions at the top, like an Arpia or a Papali'i, which I agree with. And then you need to, again, push these guys through because eventually when you get a good group or you get this production line moving and if they keep winning like they are, it's what we talked about before. You don't have to go out and offer Latrell Mitchell $1.2 million for someone who doesn't care about your club. You want to get kids that care about your club, will bleed for your club, come from those key areas from them out in Campbelltown and um, you know the ride and, and wherever they're feeding from and actually want to play for the West Tigers. They're starting to do the correct things in that sense, but it's not going to be an overnight fix. Yeah. So... You know, um, looking at some other decisions they've made, I, I, I like the plan there. But yeah, moving into you know Dane Laurie, they didn't offer a deal. Dewey's extended for one year. He's happy with what they've done, but I still think he wants to see where it's going long term. Brooks was gone. Now they're back. Brooks. They talk about Moses coming back. They've made a final offer. Apparently, five years, one point three million a year. If that happens, does that mean Brooks is staying because they're mates? Or I think if you get tied up in a few guys long term. Um, you want to make sure you're making smart decisions with the, with the kids you're bringing through. That's the main thing. But for this year, looking at them, Laurie at the back, Nofaluma, Marmolo on the wings, probably Talao, Naden, Dewey, Brooks, Stefano paired up with Clem, Arpies at nine, you got Bateman and Papali in the back row, Offi and Gary was their best player by a mile at lock. Um, and then you bench maybe something like Twal, Bolle, Balor, who's back from injury, Simpkins, oh, I think their forward pack's really good. Nine, RP certainly going to help mm. the halves in the one. Um, but consistency across the year. I think those edges like Naden, Talao, certainly spots you can get it. I think they might get picked apart there. We know they're going to move the football under Tim Shanes. They're going to play a lot more football, a lot more passing in general play from the forwards and all around, lots of second phase players. They're going to risk it to get the biscuit. If no lack of a better term. But um, I, I don't think this year is a top eight year. I think they definitely shouldn't be the wooden spooner. I think they should be in that nine to twelve group again, but I'm more focused again on next year. If they if they land Moses, do they keep Brooks? 
what happens with Dewey then? Does Laurie move on and they move him? I still think there's some question marks there. There's some key players like an Arpy, like a Papalia that I'm big on. Clemmer Bateman, I've got my questions about. It's a pretty good pack, but again, developing these kids the right way. Um, you know, do they want to strengthen their bench? Do they push an offer Hengawi back on the bench to rotate him with their middles with a bole, say, and move him out of middle there to have a ball playing 13 long term? I don't know. But I know they're going to play a lot more football with Benji and Sheens holding the steering wheel. But is their defensive attitude going to be better? Um, how far can they go? And, and then again, like we said, I guess just depth. They've got Simpkin and Rua. There's depth at nine. Wakeham's a steady option for halves. Safar's been there for a while now. They've got those other kids we mentioned, the Fords. Junior Tupo looks a handy player in the outside backs. They've got Kapoa, Staines, Tyler. Their depth actually isn't that bad in a few of those spots. Mm. But overall, is, is it a top eight squad? I think they've got top eight talent in individuals, but I don't know if they're going to be a top eight team. I, I've got them finishing 12th. You've got the Tigers finishing 12th? Yep. I've got them finishing 14th. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I've got no idea. He's going to be. I've got absolutely no idea. I. Well, what do you think about the Moses offer? Do you think, think that's crazy? I think it was smart to bring Sheens in. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's disrespectful to think that uh, Marshall and Sheens, uh, Marshall and Farrow are just going to be able to coach and take over a first grade side in two years. I think that's a bit disrespectful to the guys that have actually done the job and done the craft and done an apprenticeship. Mm-hmm. Uh I like their forwards, like you said. I still massive questions over their halves. Massive questions over can Tim Sheens get the best out of Luke Brooks? I've probably been a Luke Brooks defender. I have as in well. years gone by, but now I'm like, well, he's got a forward pack. Yeah, you got a forward got pack. Got a nine. So time to deliver. Uh, Dewey, I, I didn't really like, you know, how he sort of handled the back end of last year. Well, he wanted to go to Melbourne. Wanted to go to Melbourne and wanted out, and then now I was. Extended for one year, yeah. He sort of told them on like, decent coin, yeah. So he needs to deliver as well, needs to be fit and deliver. I don't really feel like he's nailed down a position, I feel like he's always been, yeah, he's been chopping center, and changing. So, can, can they put all the pieces together and can they keep them there? Can they stay fit and can they be disciplined and consistent with their footy? I've got huge question marks over whether they can. I feel like yesterday is going to be a little bit of an excuse for people to fall back in love with the Tigers mm. and I think it might be a little bit of fool's gold well, the big thing we know they like to attack and they're definitely going to attack but they've been horrible defensively and that's okay provided that when you make errors you can defend your child exactly like you, resilient the Tigers are very similar to the Titans like if they play good footy and they can defend they're going to be they'll probably make the 8 mm. but week to <laughs> that's week that's not the issue Shot like, shit the Warriors shot. ran tries through them in that first week and then last like, yesterday they Come up against a Raiders side who made what twenty errors. Mm. They're not NRL games. Teams aren't going to complete at sixty percent and make twenty errors. No, they so scored. take out of tomorrow what you want. Uh, yesterday what you what you want, but I'm telling you that's not that's not going to correlate to an NRL game. No, but they were, they were awful last year in like defensive they were bad, but in attack they were they were the worst team in the comp. And who's coaching their defense this year? Because they know. won't be as detailed and Webster well coaches um, as Madge. No. And before that, they had Webby, who was also very detailed. So I don't know if it's Robbie or David Ferner's there. He's the other assistant. David Ferner. So David Ferner for the Fiends might be doing the defense. Ferner's, yeah, he might Robbie, be. Sheens, and Benji might all be running the attack. They've certainly looked like they were throwing the pill around yesterday. Like I said, yeah. they, 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 oh, were, they were all they were happy clapping and smiling yesterday. Mm, they were the worst. We'll see how they're going 
when the guns really get firing. Mm. They were the worst team in kick returns, run meters, like line break, all that sort of stuff. They were bottom four for everything. And then conceding the third, mate, like they were they were just awful all around. So it's only up from the wooden spoon. But I, I think yeah. they'll have some upsets or maybe a couple of decent wins here and there off the talent they've got. Um, but overall, Origin, you know, RP probably gets a look in again. I think Gary be looking for Queensland, so they should have minimal effect there. But I think, yeah, there's a lot of questions still. Like, can Bloor stay healthy? Talao's like a new player in that regard. Yeah, the Brooks Brooks deal, if they get Moses, what happens to Dewey? What happens to Dane Laurie? Who, like, they've got questions still in their spine long term. They've got a lot of guys on one-year deals here. A lot of these kids, um, they've got some decisions to make. But they've certainly spent up big in that forward pack. Stefano's... And they'll eat each other alive. Mm. They're, they're, as a club, they leak. Well, that's what you'd hope this And they year. eat each other alive. Well, let's see, let's see it happen. Um, oh. And then Bateman, obviously, you'd hope. You know, he was happy in Canberra for 12 months. I hope nothing yeah, happens well, there. Clem exactly. big money, Papali big money, Bateman big money, Stefano, Arpi, Offa. They're pretty settled eight to thirteen. I guess our bigger questions are one to seven long term. Mm. Uh, where's that go? And these kids this year, Bolle kicking on, Bloor, Ben healthy, Talao, stability in their outside backs. Uh, I, I think they might be a little bit vulnerable on the edges and the options they've got there. Um, I like Dane Laurie. Like when they brought Stains over, that sort of surprised me to be honest. But what they do there, if Moses comes over, like I said, uh, if you're Moses, it's down to Para and the Tigers. They're talking one point one million a year, four years, so four point four Para. I think the Tigers was five years, one three, so almost two, like six point something million dollars. If you want to win a comp, though, and that's what he's saying is his priority. I'm not saying Parramatta's guaranteed to win a comp, but I think they're in a much better position if they can make some smart decisions to get their roster closer to winning a comp. Why he's still playing first grade? Yeah, if he goes back to the Tigers, like it's got to be said that you can't not say it's money because I think yeah. Yeah. like even if they get him and then they lock in Brooks and they've got this forward pack they're still this year next year I think they're easily still two years away from being able to say you know whatever happens with these kids and a few more decisions where you know fighting for a title I think mm-hmm. they're three years away from that point so if he's signing there by that point he's three years down the road he's 32 33 who knows where he's at health wise RP's only there for two years does he extend after that where's his format How's his forward pack looking by that? Like, it could just be crash and burn. Or they blooding all these kids in by that point. And they're still going through that cycle. So, for me, if, if it's about winning a comp when he said that, I was like, well, you'd fucking stay where you are. Because all the other options he looked at for money were the Bulldogs, the Redcliffe, everywhere else that was throwing money out there yeah. are not going to win a comp. So, if you want to win a comp, yes. why are you dragging it out for? Just stay where you are. Um, no comment. But, yeah, we'll see how this plan works out. They've, uh, they've at least for the first time in a long time, put their foot in the ground and got a long-term plan. Their kids are going really good. They're pushing it through. But like I said, let's see if they can get them to the NRL. Let's see if they can turn this into a consistent uh, pipeline and build this up and get back to being you know, a, a club that's got kids pushing through those carers because they've certainly got them. It's just been mismanaged. But it looks like the last two or three years, it's finally starting to uh, produce. And let's see if it can keep pushing through. And then these decisions on top. Um, of who they're signing, some of these bigger names, if they made the right calls. But both got the missing this year. With Bluebet.com, for the Premiership, they're $51. For the minor, $101. Top four, uh, sorry, top eight, they're $4. Top four, $15 to miss the eight. $1.20 for the spoon, uh, $8. The Dragons, they looked dreadful against Saints. And then on the weekend, in the first half against Seas, they got absolutely trounced. They were 10th last year. 11th in attack, 10th defensively, 12-12 and 12 record. 
it was the good, bad, and the in between. It was basically the Ben Hunt show. They chopped and changed at one. His halves partner, nines, the pack was hit and miss. They got still got cap issues. They cleaned out a bit of dead wood, but yeah, when when the your contract gains are Jacob Little, Zane Musgrove, Louis Toso, who was at the Panthers and spent five or so years in Cup coming back, and then Murdoch Masilla. Um, if that's all you've got coming in, that's that's not really looking that good. They've still got three spots open. Um, you know, George Burgess moved on, Pulasa Ford, Maguire, McCulloch, like Tarek Sims. Kajewski surprised me. I thought he was at least solid. They put their faith in a guy like Amone. He's now on the, the no-fault stand-down policy. Josh Corrick, one of their best young forwards, ACL out for the year. DeBellin's going to miss the first few rounds. He's on huge coin. They extended Bird. He's injured. He's going to miss the first few rounds. Sullivan keeps having hamstring problems. He played on the weekend. Is he going to hold up? And Ramsey's out for the year. He has a stomach problem, which is terrible for him, and he's going to miss the whole season. So they're already down on troops. And then I look again at the forward pack and say, all right, your starting forward pack is Blake Laurie, who's solid, Musgrove, Little, Murdoch Masilla's playing on an edge, Sua, DeBellin, and then your bench is probably Fuimano and the Molo brothers. And they've got Aaron Woods, Josh Kerr. I, I, I'm not impressed really at all by what they're delivering in that regard. They need a complete makeover of their forward pack. If they didn't have Ben Hunt, I'd, they, be, oh, I'd be picking them to win. That's the, the only game. reason, like you said, I looked at them and the Dolphins and I thought, Dolphins are probably more solid around, but Ben Hunt, basically... Yeah, the, the issue I think that the Dragons have got that the Dolphins don't have is coaching conjecture. Yes. Whether rightly or wrongly, oh, well, there's been a, there was talk out of the presentation that they didn't mate, turn up. The way they like Griffin, then... Oh, wasn't there a, something that was said publicly that... They were, they were telling the players, apparently, that were re-signing, don't worry, he's not going to be in 12 months. They just didn't well, want to pay him out. So if you're hearing shit like that's, that... Um, that's awful. If that's true, that's disgusting. And to me, like I yeah. said to you, they already fucked up because Flanagan was right under their nose. I just would have paid the man out and started fresh or if they like it, they love their own. Yeah, but that's also... Like, you don't know what what sort of job Anthony Griffin's doing. No, Ju- Judge him on the results. And I'm sure he'd be happy to be judged on the results, but... Mm. All this external conjecture is just makes coaching impossible. And again, they've leaked like a secret. Whether, whether, whether you think you can coach or you can't, it, it makes it impossible. Mm. And they're a club that at the moment seems to just be throwing petrol on that fire. And yeah. that fire, coaching conjecture and um, murmurs of discontent, just you see teams every year just fireball because of it. Oh, so I've got grave huge. concerns for the Dragons, particularly if they get off on the wrong foot. And what do you, then? What do you do? Do you you sack him mid year well, if they if they get off on the wrong? And then who do you put in? They committed to and him. Are so. they? What what's it going to be then? A little buddy club for a little while until the end of the year, and they they go and sign someone else. I just don't. No. And again, I don't see a plan here. I no. Both from a roster perspective, um, and from. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Just a whole of club perspective. What, mm. what, are, we, what are we doing? 
And the sad part is they've actually produced, particularly on the Illawarra side, and they haven't really converted much at all. None of it. And they've rolled through... None of it. So they were old. playing New South Wales Cup last year mm. and underperforming in New South Wales Cup. Yeah. We beat them twice. We should not have got anywhere near them. No. Nah. And then they've rolled through, you know, a couple of older guys on cheap deals thinking that's... But that, again, it's not a long-term plan. But you can actually see, coaching against them, how discontented they were. Exactly. And that's the point. So, for me, if they had that problem and those leaks were coming out, they should have just been man enough but to then go to just got Like, they went... The whole Griffin ball thing, you know, when he first got there, they're going to sign all these players that yeah. are unwanted by other clubs who are... Veterans. Good player, cheap. veterans. But now you look and you go, well... Well, they're all gone and they're all worn out. Well, yeah, you've got guys like Mbai. Okay, okay. Yeah. Jack Where, where does he play? Got Jack a huge Bird? extension. Jack Bird Bellin? just got an extension. Or like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Lomax is on a huge deal. I don't get it. So I was a Suli. I look again, like between Suli, the Fiennes, Ravala, like I think two to five, they've got good options. But again, your back end doesn't matter if you've got no forward pack and Hunt's got no help in the halves. Sullivan, I like. The biggest thing is that if they can get Sloan, Sullivan, Amone in and happy and playing well, then I think they'll be fine. Mm. If Griffin can win over that young group, I think they're going to be fine. But that's the challenge. I think it's going to crash and burn. And what happens with Amone, we don't know. That's... I don't like the look of it. That's uh, in the courts and from what's been heard or what's come out there, I don't know how that's going to play out for him, but it looks yeah. like Sullivan's going to get... I'm going to keep what I say about them short and sweet. I've, I've got him finishing 15th. What do you mean 16th? You've got Fif- 17 teams, don't you? 15th. Okay. Well, I've got them... I've got a team in between them. i got them 16th. I think they're going to be second last. Yep. I really want, like similar to you, I looked at the spoon, but Ben Hunt and a few guys that are okay on their outside backs, but the forward pack in particular... Like, I love Laurie. He works hard, but... I looked at the spoon for three teams. Like, you know, a sewer as well. Like, I like a sewer, but he's the same deal. Suspended every couple of weeks. DeBellin's the big one for me. Like, he took up his option two, like, a year before his option was even there for him to have another two years. He's just collecting after that situation. So, um, if they're starting Murdoch, Missilla in the back row, like Zane Musgrove in the front row, the Molo, like, if that's sort of what you got, and then buys your 14 or... Like so far, he, he as far as I know, he might even play him at one or six over one of those kids again. If he has another year doing that shit, he's going to get sacked. They're going down in flames, and this is a long term rebuild. Yeah, it's uh, it's not pretty. And I'd like to say, like with kids, you know, they lost Bostock. They had a lot of guys play cup last year, like Herring, Ben Johnson, Alexander Lobb, Couchman, Trey Stewart, who looked all right last week. Like Corrick, who's done his knee, but again, converting those guys in the first grade is I I don't know. They just yeah. haven't done a good job of they converting make, anyone. They didn't make the finals in New South Wales Cup. No. And New South Wales Cup is a long way then, off what the NRL is. The thing here which worries me, again, I talk about cap, off contract, are all guys that are fringe guys, and I know that their cap's tight already. So, like, Woods will be gone, Imbai will definitely How be gone. How is cap tight? Because they're so top. Like, Zach Lomax got given, like, a five-year, $700,000 deal. Yeah, it's Surely come over on big money. DeBellin got 750000 without even having to play in a gap. They paid him on his origin standard after missing two years, and then he's got two more years to run. Mm. Um, you know, they, they, they try to get rid of Warney, Sims and a few other guys to free up money. But then this off-season, like, they've still got three spots left. And the other side of it is, who wants to go there at this point in time? That's the other issue. Now they've freed up a little bit of money finally, but the situation they're in, they're not really attractive right now. No. So that's another decision on your club and the coach. So they, they, I think they've got about eight to ten weeks to have a look at this and say, all right, we're, we're sticking with him or we're burning this fucking thing to the ground. If they get eight, 10 weeks in and they've only won one or two games or it's looking awful, all these young guys are in. Don't care about the results. I, I said it at the time, and I don't want to sound like I told you so, but I, I would have kept Mary. 
I had no problem with what Mary was doing. I know they weren't happy, but you're, things were at least stable. That group was they happy. Were, they were pretty, cl- and they were pretty close to making the finals every year. Like mm. the biggest criticism well, was, oh, they're not making they're not the finals. They made, they made the finals a couple of years. Well, well it, it, this whole downfall, and again, I, I'm close to it because obviously one or two people were there. But the sort of unraveling that happened after Widop said he was staying, then pulled out that summer, then the Bellum thing, like it just had a few things go back to back to back. And the barbecue. Frizzell wasn't happy. Fucking Vaughny. Oh, it was before that. And the barbecue. But it just spiralled for... Keep your fucking sausages to yourself. Two years. Um, And then this group that come through that we talked about, none of them are happy. Like it's just... I look at this now and if Flanagan's gone, could they bring him back? I think the condition in his contract at Manly is only if he gets a head coaching job he's interested in. They were talking about... Funny then. Yeah. Mm. They talk about their own. They love their own. If you were them... I don't think you'd be moving there mid-season. No, nah, but I'm saying they... I, if I'm the them, I would have hired him. I would have hired him. But they also love their own. So the two obvious ones that are out there are Riles and Young. What about Potsy? Well, He's living down on the coast. You could go there if you want to. I don't, even, I don't even think they've picked the phone up and asked Potsy if I'm they would even go there as an assistant coach. They're so big on their own people, usually, that I oh. think the first thing that would happen would be one of those two guys. But if I'm a young or a Rolls... Right. Yeah, if you go, if you get Rolls and then pair him with Mick or get well, if I'm, Dean Young and pair him with Mick, you've got, a, you've got, a, you've got a, a key to the past and you've got... If I'm Dean Young, I'm, someone young. I'm staying at the Cowboys. And if I'm Jason Rolls, I'm staying at the Roosters or I'm waiting for the Melbourne job. Yeah. I, I, oh, what, I, I get it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But look I, at what Fitzgibbon did. Like Fitzgibbon sort he of... He picked the right job. Picked his he got job. offered this job. He didn't want it. Yeah, no, no, what I'm saying yeah. is not at the right time. And that's what I'm saying, like you're saying. Those, might, those two. It might be the right time in six, nine months' time. I'm not inheriting this. This is... This yeah, is, but I think there's enough green shoots there. I think this is a five-year deal. This needs two years of work to even get it started. So Yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, anyway. Oh, let's move on. We've talked about them for too long. Uh, but the odds for this one with bluebet.com. The Dragons, they're $51 for the Premiership. Uh, minor, 101 Top eight. $4, top four, $11 to miss the eight, $1.20 to get the spoon. Uh, they are $8. Okay. I thought they might have been in that bottom group, but the Dolphins are certainly far and clear favourites on their own in that regard. But let's move on. Next up, we have the Melbourne Storm. Uh, first in attack last year, fourth defensively. It was a strange year for them, and certainly the injuries hit. They, they started fast. They had a, a big glut of injuries by the end of the year, missing 13, 14 players. I think they only won six or seven of sort of what they had of that last 16 post-origin or that sort of period. Um, certainly a new generation of players, particularly the forward pack, as we said before, Jesse, Kenny, Felice, all going to establish that Dolphin set up and obviously get a bit of a payday. Um, they weren't willing to head the same direction. Brandon Smith wants to become his own man and play hooker, not taking that lock role. They made him an offer, so he moved on. Um, probably, I guess, the big upside for Melbourne is they locked in their whole spine, which was their real focus. They got Hughes until 26, Munster to 27, Grant until 25 with a player option for 26. Uh, Pap's still locked in for a few years, but his health has obviously been an issue, but they made real moves towards the future. Olam, McDonald, Welch... Howarth is still locked in, even though he hasn't bloody played, which is frustrating. <clears throat> Remus. Um, yeah, there was a lot of long-term extensions given. So looking to obviously set things up or have stability post-Craig Bellamy. Um, but huge losses in terms of forward pack. Probably a 1,000 games they're gone in terms of the forward pack. So it's certainly a new generation for Melbourne in that regard. Yeah, but if you squeeze the sponge on those guys, I think you probably have. I think they did. I, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with them. What? 
walking that out the door. Like you said, they've got the spine. So now I guess they've just got to work out, are these forwards good enough? If they're not, you get in the market, you get some forwards. They're the easier players to get on the open market. So I don't have massive concerns over Melbourne. I do have concerns with the amount of turnover and other guys that are coming in as good as the guys that have gone out the door. Yep, cool. So this year, they may be impacted by that. But I don't have grave concerns over Melbourne's long-term future for the fact that, like you said, they've you know, they've, they've locked in those players that yeah. are the result-determining players. And for that reason, I think, looking at it, I, I look at Welch <laughs> as a new player. He went down round one. Mm. So if he's anything close to what he was, he was one of the best props in the comp. Still got Nelson, who's off contract. Huge year for them. I, I don't think they can lose him. There's talk about Australian rugby, New Zealand rugby overseas. There's going to be big money. I also understand the fact that we probably can't pay what they pay for what he does for us unless they mix him into that middle edge role they did it last year to get 60 minutes out of him rather than 30 or 35 as a middle. Yeah. Um, but you've got him and Welch still. You're going to have King probably playing at the lock spot. Um, you know, In terms of their bench to start with, it's probably going to be a bit lighter because Sims, who I was hoping would probably transition to a middle, not edge, he's got a calf problem. <clears throat> Pappenhausen still missing to around six or beyond. Old arm unfortunately fractured his arm, six, seven weeks missing. Howarth apparently played Queensland Cup last year. So for a guy they signed for five years, it's clearly not worked out so far how they'd hoped. In saying that, he's still only 20, 21 years old. Um, but, you know, when they make an investment in somebody like that, I would have thought we would have seen him by now. What does excite me is Will Warbrick, who was injured last year, watching him during the trial, still raw. But if we have him in coats... On both sides of the field. You know Meany can do a job plugging in. Remus is back. The other centre I don't know to start with. But Munster, Hughes, Harry. Um, plug those guys in. The back row. I, I mean, Katoa could be a real good success story. Like, showed enough ability at the Warriors. Just, I guess, application. If it's ever going to be a success, it's going to be in this system. So, him. <clears throat> um, he'll probably get the start with Liero, who I like. With the guys that are missing. I, I guess for the first four, six weeks, they're just going to have to find a way to win until they can get Sims back into the mix and Olam and hopefully get better luck with health this time around. But the main thing, like you said, is the spine. Munster, yeah. Hughes, Harry, Manny, like I said, will do enough of a job there. Even the young guy, they've got Suofar Logo, who's through the Melbourne system. I really liked him in the trials at fullback. So I guess it's just up to the pack. Um, Nelson, Welch and Tui's three very handy middles if you can mix in somebody else and uh, if Liero, Katara and Sims do a job Penne come back on the cheap yeah, Pappenhausen's fit yeah wish <laughs> um, you know also I thought last year showed some good signs for a guy that was straight out of flag and missed the time during COVID Alec McDonald didn't mind Alec McDonald um, they brought Chan over from overseas Pezzett extended um, so between him and Wishart you've got some coverage I really like Wishart good, so do I. Yeah. good player that can cover multiple positions you know, they got some experience into uh, Anderson, Jennings will be back, Sever, RMY. So I, I guess it's more the forward, Pat, like you said, figuring out those back rails. Like if Sims is healthy, do you think it was time for him to probably move to a middle role or do you think they would have used him as an edge? Or like, you know, to me, I, I love, I really like the look of Katoa. I like Liera. I think probably middle. I look at Sims and think if you can add him in with Welch, Nelson, Tui, with the way he sort of played his rep football. Mm. I mean, I know they used him as a back row, but they've also looked at him as a middle or that 13 sort of role just for leg speed. I think it's that type point in his career. Yeah, just um, also simplify his job. And then House, the, the big one, he plays centre back row. I don't know when we'll see him. When Olam's back, him and Remus have probably got those spots locked. And if Warbrick holds down that wing, we're going to have two huge targets. Um, 
you know, Origin probably still similar to what it usually is. I, I guess Munster, Welch, if he's healthy, Harrier, Locks, Coates is a chance, so probably three. So the effect, it, it's still there. They don't have as many Kiwi internationals as they obviously previously did with those other boys there to sort of cover that group. So Origin might hurt a little bit more. Um, but I guess my biggest worry is just the start of the year, figuring out those combinations, missing Pappenhaus and Sims, I'll um, plug in those sort of holes and how long does it take to kick in? I, I have no doubt they're going to be in the top eight. It's just where they landed and where, where they can get to. Yeah. If things hit and Sims works out well and Katara reaches his potential, Liera, like I said, I like. If, if those guys plug in and the bench can have two good middle forwards and wish out as a utility there with this spine, I, I think they're a top four side. But again, the start and that origin period, I don't know if it's going to be the best of starts for them. This might be one of the years where they do the opposite. They're usually a quick start. They might have a slow start this season. Mm. So for that reason, <clears throat> I've got the Storm finishing sixth. This yeah, year. I've got them the same. I just, yeah, and Pappenhaus worries me. That, that's something they're going to have to consider. I know he's got another year or two to run, but they didn't pay him huge coin. But um, yeah, if this is going to be an ongoing issue between a guy like Sua or the open market, they're going to have to make a call. If he has another injury riddled year, that, that'd be three years in a row since the grand final. Yeah, exactly. Um, so looking at that, both got him at sixth. Uh, premier market with bluebet.com.au. They're $7 for the premiership, $6 for the minor. Top eight, they're $1.17. Top four, they're $1.80. To miss the top eight, they're $4.50. And for the wooden spoon, they are $151. So highly doubt that, but. Like I said, who knows if uh, that forward pack kicks in, the back rowers work out, the spine's there, one to five. Um, I know I mentioned, kept mentioning him last year, but Warbrick, I'm really, really interested to see. I, 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 like Coates yeah, is I don't big. know why you're so animated about him. Oh, it's animated just, with him, sorry. <clears throat> I think it's more the You know when you just see someone who's raw? played on the weekend. I was like, yeah, he's all right. Yeah, but he's raw. He's still yeah. young. Like someone like that that I look at and go, I think you get enough games in him and he can sort of settle in. I think he could be a really good player. Let's see how he goes. And they've found those sort of guys before, so um, really keen to see how he goes. And like you said, big off contracts this year. The, the biggest one's Nelson. There's a lot of one-year deals there. Um, and Sims, I have to make a decision on. He basically cut his contract in half and come there for an opportunity. So yeah, see how that works out for him. But moving on from the Melbourne Storm, the Brisbane Broncos team that's had uh, quite an off-season. They... Finished ninth last year, ninth in attack, ninth in defense, 13 and 11 was their record. They got off to a hot start, and the back end of the year, it really fell apart. They had Carrigan suspended. Cobbo had his issues. Um, you know, they had the gamble comments, Reynolds' health. He was in and out of games, not finishing, not training. And their defensive effort, which was the biggest question, went from being one of the best defensive teams in the comp to just losing all desire. And it was really summed up in that Dragons game when they had a chance to still get in and uh, the off-season, like I said, they've made some small changes. They made him change one of his assistants. I think Matt Ballon was brought in. Um, you know, they changed up things a little bit. There was apparently some issues between Iken and Kev. There's been questions around Kev again. Then Cobbo comes out and makes his comments, much like Yamel, basically saying that Kev can't coach, which is not exactly what Brisbane needed. <clears throat> well, they didn't need it at all. Stuff happened around Haas's family. Um, you wonder, sort of, his headspace, the poor guy, and... T. Sirabati has two off-the-field issues. It looks like he's going to be sacked, but we're not 100% sure yet. Walsh had a little tiff with Fafita. Apparently, I don't read much into that. Nothing came of it. Apparently, they had words at bar and he left. But just all those little things, uh, just unneeded for Brisbane with the way things finished last year. Because looking at this team, they get... Re- on paper, they're fine. Right. To get Walsh back, they got gifted him because they fucked that up the first time. So they get him back. 
Tap yeah, out, well, that's right. Tap, tap, out, last yeah, tap out last minute. They get him. He was literally apparently on the physio table at Parramatta. Then the cap gets named and they have enough money to get Marty Tapia. Jock Madden comes up. He's a good backup. Arthurs was on loan. I think he's good depth. Um, you know, the losses, Tessie New, Branko, Mead, Tamara Martin, I think's a loss. Gamble, Ryan James. Like, there's a lot of guys there they need to get rid of. Probably the two you look at is Hosking was good depth. Um, and I think Tamara Martin was good for him. But they've obviously taken Walsh as an upgrade. Oluwapu, the, the kid, Carl, they had the massive situation with him and his family. Like, that that was untenable. That was always going to move on. He's 18. He could be awesome, but we don't know. But they signed up Carrigan, Cobo, Herbie. They've got a lot of stability there. They blooded a lot of guys. I'm looking at this team. Like, one to seven, Walsh, Cobo, Staggs, Herbie, Oates, Mam, Reynolds. It's outstanding. And then to have Haas with Flegler, Catewell, Riki, Carrigan and a bench that's probably, you know, Palacia, Tapiao, and then they've got all these kids where the TC gets to come back, heathering off his injury. Pia Kura is yet to show anything after being signed for two years on big money. Xavier Willison, like, they've got talent all across the field. I guess the question here now, again, is does Walsh come back and, you know, upgrade things in terms of one? Can they get more than just, you know, having Reynolds having to steer the shit? They certainly found a... A partner for him and Mam at the back end of the year proved to be a hell of a player. Yeah, they've got a lot of youth. But nine is the big question mark for me because it looks like he's going to go with his own son, who I think his best position is actually nine. But between him, Pakes, and all this talk around the kid, Moser, like he's way too young. I don't think he's going to be able to impact things at this point in time. He may have a bright future ahead of him, but I think nine's the big question. And the other thing, like I said, that bothers me, um, and again, it's it's not knocking him in terms of injury, but injured. Reynolds missed the start of the preseason. I think it was an ankle. He pulled out the last trial with a back. Like, we haven't even fucking played a game yet. Mm. If he's yo-yoing in and out, Walsh, you know, like I said, just consistency from him and then those few other guys. I think Hetherington tearing his bicep. I don't know when he's going to be back. That that That's a little bit of a loss. But if this all comes together, to me, this has to be a top eight team. Yeah. There's too much talent. Right? Probably. And that back line. But there's absolutely no way I'm putting mate, any more top Walsh, eight. Walsh, Cobbo, Staggs, Herbie and Oates. Yeah, I know. Like, fucking know. hell. My, my issue is not that. My issue is... My issue is the group. All, yeah, and all the other that, stuff. Have they brought into Kevy? Because you can, you can say what you want, but all the um, all the noise is, is not that, good. That, oh, that's wrong with you. Honestly, not good. Can, can I be serious? And you can tell me if I'm stupid. If this was all firing on all cylinders, this should be in your top four. Or around that yeah, I top, think top eight. Yeah, top eight. Like I've got them just missing out. I've got them in tenth. But I, they could easily play finals footy. They could easily finish top four. Yeah. Well, I've got them. So uh, my concern is not on paper. My concern is yeah, off field. Just noise. off field, and it's happened for now five, six years. They've had off field issues. Yeah. Well, it all started as we know, irrespective of whether it was it was Wayne trying to move Wayne out the yeah. first time. The firebomb in the end. The Seabold, Wayne, Flip, and then the Seabold, and then Two they've gone Kev from in. Kev now, and he got a contract extension again before the season started. Well, I, has that been I, confirmed yet? Because they're talking I about don't it. know. Didn't he on Fox Sports confirm it? And then I read something last well, week saying There's been no official announcement, but I'll put well, it this way. So if if I, they hire him, I think they're insane not to see what happens first. And then I'll tell you the other bit of well, my... yeah, if you don't have to sign him now, I, I wouldn't do be it. signing him. Yeah. The other one that kind of worries me a little but bit... But if I'm Kevy, mate, sign me now. Done. Oh, of course he will, but yeah. I'm sure they'll put a bunch of things in to say they can cut him. Like, he's not going to get any flexibility in that situation. No. But the other one that I heard was that the QRL job was coming up and that Ben Eichen's already looking to get out, so... Wow. If uh, he thinks that, to me, he's a pretty smart and level-headed person. He's not erratic. 
if he's already looking to move on and that job comes open, I'm not saying it's not a great job, being the head of the QRL, it is. But if he's already bailing on Brisbane, who he absolutely loves, that's not a good sign either. Yeah. I, I think they've, um, they've got a great roster. I think also the changes. But yeah, nine is a concern. Like they moved Youth on. is a concern and injuries are a concern. If Reynolds, Reynolds, like you say, he's put together with sticky tape, if yep. he gets injured, That's then... The he, he might play 20 issues. games, but, you know, my ankle, my back, can't train. Like, they can't have that again. I think between him, man, Walsh, they've got three pieces to the puzzle, but will it be consistent enough? Will it be on the field? Those outside backs, like I said, talent for days, but Cobo's back end of the year compared to the start of the year were poles apart. Like, he took time off. He didn't turn up to train and he had an off-season. Like, he wanted to play fullback for Christ's sake and he can't. Even, he was tired at the end of the year playing in the wing. Yeah. So how are you going to play fullback? Staggs has got all the talent in the world, but same deal. He's yet to put a full season together. It yeah. can't be one in every four yeah, weeks. So there's a lot of question marks. That's what we're saying. I think talent-wise, yeah, talent we're not questioning that. Um, and the other one's Herbie. He's off contract. I think he's their most consistent option. I don't think he'll we're be We're putting our money on off-field issues and injuries. Yeah. And, and like Haas, the poor bugger, like, he's got a lot to deal with. I don't know. He always delivers, but there's a lot going on. Um, but between him, Flegler, Carrigan, all these guys, realistically, should be in the finals, should be pushing top four. But I, I like you, I think there's still too much noise. So I'm going ninth. You're going tenth. The odds with bluebet.com.au. There's $17 for the premiership. There's $17 for the minor. They're $1.70 for the top eight. Top four, they're $4. To miss the eight, they're $2. And for the spoon, they're $51. And the only other thing, I guess, like origin period as well, Cobo, Haas, Catewell, Carrigan probably get a look in. Stags, Oates, Walsh will probably be considered. So they're probably going to have four of those guys out, maybe more. Um, and then I know we don't like talking about the draw, and especially you don't like the draw side of things, but with a predictor in terms of opponents and who they've got this year, on based off last year, which again, it's always changes slightly. The it said that they have the hardest draw, so uh, yeah, twice against the Cowboys, the Eels, the Panthers, the Storms, South, the Raiders, a lot of those teams. Obviously, they're going to be in the eight again. Um, so, we guess we'll see what happens with the Brisbane Broncos, but we've got them on the fringe uh, of the top eight for twenty twenty three. All right, let's move on to the Cowboys. They had a hell of a turnaround last year. They finished third, fourth in attack, second in defense, 17-7 and seven record. Sort of come out of nowhere. Um, Chad Townsend, a lot of people turned their eyes up at that, and Hiku, the signings, both ended up being absolutely outstanding. Um, Hiku was awesome in yardage, good defensively. Really, really helped out with some of their young outside backs. Chad was the steering wheel, perfect for that team. Pressure off Dearden, let drink water sort of create from the back. Robson run from nine. Holmes found his best at centre. They integrated him still into plays and just leave him parked out in the edge. Tamalolo got back to his best form. And then, probably more importantly, the kids and the way they just come on. Jeremiah Nenai, obviously, being the one that really set the world alight. Tualagi, rep debuts like Nenai, World Cup, Queensland. Griffin Neem, Lukey before he did his knee. Um, it was a really, really good group that pushed in. Gilbert was part of that. He's obviously moved on now. And then later in the year, they got Luciano early, who he's probably the only real question mark at the moment. He's also on the no-fault stand-down policy, how that plays out. We don't know, but um, the window... Who, who's in the no-fault stand-down? Luciano Lelo. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, again, the specific... Domestic violence? I think that was the basis of it, but yeah, in terms right. of the charge or what's going to happen, okay, I, I, did, I, I didn't read that. into it or see how severe... Yeah. So, again, when that's going to be resolved, don't know. But luckily for them, um, in terms of their squad, what they lost, 
you know, they lost Hammer, who, again, using him in that 14 role or the chances of him playing anywhere bar wing for me in that team, very unlikely, and he doesn't fit the mould. They have like yardage, they like offloads. Gilbert was good, but again, he's in a position that they're loaded. Uh, Lamelu was a guy who was a centre-turner or back row goes to the Dolphins, and Condon didn't really play last year. Again, another young guy. But the benefit for them is they've won the last two under-21s comps up there. So they're funneling through more of these guys, obviously, to backfill in those positions of needs. They upgraded a few guys within their own squad, um, some of the young halves there. Duffy, who was the one I was talking about, that the Bulldogs were after. Burke, Jordan Lip, the centre, Riley Price. They've, they've got so many of these guys coming through. Labert, another one, the brother of Kyle. I think he's another centre. Kuli Kefu's a back row. They're, they're going to have a year or two here where they, if they do the right thing, a bit like a Penrith, I think they've got a good window, good group of kids pushing through. It's just about making the right decisions and getting them to first grade. Mm. Um, but yeah, they obviously then solidified their squad. Luki to 25, Nenai's on 27, Neem 25, Tulagi 26, Drinky 27, Cotter 25, who was another guy that emerged. Everyone's basically come back this year. So you're going to have Drinkwater, Felt, Holmes, Hiku, Tuolagi, Deard and Chad, McLean signed a one-year deal. Robson, Cotter, Nenai, Hess will probably have to fill in that back row spot while Lucci's out. And Lukey is apparently not going to be ready till around four to six, but he'll be back on board. Tom Alolo's at lock. Tom Chester, the young gun kid they had, he can play one, six, seven, thirteen. 13. Tamio's come back for a cheap deal. Good depth option for your bench. Absolutely. Him and Neem and even Gajewski. We talked about four. You talk about pickups for your 30. He's a guy who can do a job for you. Absolutely. So if, if that's your 17 to start with, you're in as good a position as last year, in my opinion. And then if Lucci gets cleared, don't know what's going to happen, and Lukey comes back, you're in even better position. Similar conversation around them than as to what we had with Cronulla. Yeah. Young. Build they up. seem very, very stable. Mm. Uh, they've employed their coach long term. They seem very stable. So I think... It's just about having their heads on for round one and just about the process of what the year's going to look like. And now being hunted, there'll be yeah, a bit more video on them. what I said about Cronulla as well. Just mm. Teams are going to see you coming. You're probably going to have more origin players. You're going to have more expectations. Well, you know not only of yourself, but external expectation as well. We saw this last year. By the first game, they had four or five. By the end, they had six or seven involved in a couple of injuries and they worked their way through it. So I think they've already seen what that period's like. Yeah, I'm not saying it's. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's going to hurt them, but, it just, but you know there's I mean? a lot like, more things that are going to be to, to have asked of them. Nanai, like they all went in. I think the biggest thing that got me is usually it takes a year or two to sort of have this explosion. All these guys sort of come in and went from the jump, and then a lot of them went to the World Cup or played rep football. So if they do naturally what you'd hope, and the fact they lost the way they did at home, I think yeah. they'll be very hungry. Um, in particular, you know. That sort of young brigade, like, I really, really liked Lukey before he hurt his knee. Yeah. I really liked Neem. Um, Nenai, whatever they worked out there, I think surely would have been good for both sides. I think he would have understood that he definitely deserved to be paid, but also for him to stay, you know, probably it couldn't be in that million dollar 900 range. It's probably more around the seven, 750. But, you know, I, I think they're sort of in that similar spot we've talked about. And then all those positions, Robson at nine. Cotter can go there if he got hurt. I know Granville's older, but he can still do a job for you. Hampton is a utility. They've just got most of these positions covered. And then in the forwards, Mitch Dunn comes back. A guy can play edge middle, Tanoa Brown, and then those group of kids, like I've named a lot of those guys coming through, they're in a really good position. Um, and then, again, in a year or two, when the questions come up about Chad's contract and him moving on, they've got Chester, they've got Burke, they've got Duffy. They're going to have guys to pick from, and if they get it right, this could be a nice, sustained 
sort of run for them. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think like you said, they they sort of all make up for one another. Like Chad very much plays the steering and kicking role, frees up did in the run, pick his moments. Drinkwater gets freedom to do whatever he wants at the back. Robson really works well with that forward pack. They've got guys that sort of have their own focal point. Like if Lucci gets <clears> back in, him and Nanai can impact the game. Tamalolo can impact the game. They have many different ways they can break you down. And they don't, like we said, just park felt on that edge. They yeah, use I feel him. like, again, oh, sorry, they, Holmes. they had all these players and then last year they just found their right positions for them. Hmm. And I think the other thing that probably I Didn't love more, out. their best traits were defensively, hmm. not an attack. They were number two in But day. they're all around effort, right? Exactly. So, and mindset. That, so, that's the only thing about... So were Cronulla's. Cronulla's were, what were they, second or third in defence? Hmm. So they're those indicators. They're the only things that really worry me or leave a question mark and I'm sure that's what's worrying both coaches as well but I'd be hammering the shit out of the need to just replicate that and improve on that and I think the other thing the disappointment of you know they got that upset week one they turned it around and then week three really hurt they sort of let that one go but I don't think that's sustainable that's why I mentioned it with Cronulla yeah. I don't think to use that as motivation for the whole year I know. it's not going to be enough But use it as motivation when you get back to the finals yeah I get that but yeah that want to win that want to win a comp that want to be there um, yeah they allowed the least offloads, the second least amount of line breaks. One of the best defense, they're closest by Penrith to the most offensive, uh, <clears throat> effective that, offensive that team. That notion of, oh, you know, well, we got knocked out, so we're going to be super motivated for next year. Like, that's the most overrated motivation you're ever going yeah. to find in life and in footy because it needs to be intrinsically driven. It yeah. needs to be from inside. You need to have your own standards. You need to be doing it every day. Like the motivation of that's going to wear off pretty quick. Mm. So. That, that's yeah. The only reason I highlight that with Cronulla and and the Cowboys, mm. but I've, I've got them both in my top four, and I've got the Cowboys at fourth. Well, I've got the Cowboys at second. Yeah, I think again they've sort of managed that period already. Um, I think Origin will affect them, no doubt, but they just worked their way around it last year, and I just think again, just generally during the year they they won a lot of those games based off that defense. So I think their attacking side of things is only get it better. Did is going to get better. That whole spine combination and Lukey back in the mix. Lucci, what happens there? Again, I don't know, but I expect more of these guys to take a step forward. So similar to Cronulla, when you've got that good group, when you've got a bit of depth, when you're in that window, the one thing you can't predict is is health and luck. But if it is there, to me, this is definitely a top four team. And yeah, I think they'll be right up there. So um, with bluebet.com.au, they're $11 to win the comp. 11 for the minor premiership. Top eight, $1.40. Top four. $2.50 Two dollars fifty to miss the eight two seventy five. The spoon eighty one dollars. They're the favourite to be the top Queensland team at a dollar seventy five out of those um, that are there. So Todd Payton and his men. Interesting to see what happens there um, and where they come this season. And moving on to where you are now, Manly. They were eleventh last year in attack. They were tenth defensively. Twelfth, nine and fifteen. Um, we all know basically what we've said most years. It, Turbo in or out, basically. As soon as he went down, they were in a bit of a hole. They sort of showed some signs at the start of the year that they might be able to put up a bit of a fight. They got to the origin period. They were still sort of on the border. But obviously, the Pride jersey situation happens. They don't win another game for the rest of the year. The infighting started. Penn versus Hasler. The clean-out sort of come. And then you've just seen a complete turnover here. You had the Fultons against Hasler, against Penn, all these factions. Now it seems like they've tried to go the complete opposite way. Mitrovsky has come in. Seabold's in. He goes out and 
tries to get a Flanagan and Demick, like really experienced people. Like there's basically seems like most of the faction side of things being cleared out and it's just a whole new operation and they're trying to take this in a new direction. Turnover, um, obviously they had a bit of a tight cap, but Tuolagi, good pickup, they had locked in early in the year. Ben Condon comes down, still young, still got time. Uh, they've got a couple of training trials who are going to be upgraded, I'm sure. Cooper Johns. Nathaniel Roach is the one I'm interested in. He's on a training trial. I haven't seen him play at all. So if he still might be injured. He's been yeah, injured. And then the <clears> other one, they talked about Austin Diaz. I haven't seen him either. Did he end up signing or? He signed. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't see him. But... Signed uh, Signed to play at Blacktown okay. with us in New South That's Wales. That's what I was wondering. So... And he was, he was scheduled to play with us on, on the weekend. Yeah. They lost. Big boy. Yeah. They lost four. Physical boy, yeah. Which, you know, this move, obviously transitioning to Schuster, Tapau, Dylan Walker, Andrew Davey moved on. There was talk of a Harper swap to Parramatta for Nathan Brown. He got injured on the weekend. Yeah. Difference in contracts. Don't know what's going to happen there. Um, in terms of kids. It's above my pay grade. Yeah. In terms of kids, you, you've seen some guys in those trials that are on the bubble there that might be in line for some playing time. So looking at guys like Viliami Fafita, he looks like a guy that might be in the mix to play. Samuel Fainu looked really good as well. Whether he is one of these guys who gets upgraded. Alec Tuatavaki was a guy that had a lot of wraps on. I think he's injured, though. He hurt his knee, so he's yeah, out until mid-year. Yeah. K.O. Weeks has been physically developing for a few years. Guy that can play fullback six. Um, the other Fainu brother, Latu, he's only a baby, but he's already in the top 30 long term. Um, and the other one is a guy I've been waiting to get through. He's, he's had some injuries because he's only smaller, but he's looked real sharp playing nine now, not in the halves, is uh, Gordon Chan Kong Tong. Look, uh, I think he could be a viable option there to help Croker and bring a spark off the bench, whether they go that way or not. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, so he's on a development deal and then he's been upgraded to top 30 yeah. for the, cause the next two years. Look, that's <clears throat> that's certainly the the hole. That, mm. That's the issue at the moment, is finding well, a nine. The other thing they line. were hoping last year and he obviously... Well, and he got Croker yeah. as well. I don't know, did you mention Croker? Yeah, Croker. Yeah, I thought so Croker had a really good year last year. year last year. He was great. So. But in terms of his ceiling... I think you'll probably see a little bit of... Both of them, but yeah, um, Gordon's been doing a lot of the training there, but nine certainly certainly been an issue. Well, I think that transition from him, the way he played as a half, probably suits the way nine is now. Especially not, not an bench. issue, like it's not. An, it's just trying to find that guy that's going to start and mm. be that consistent week in week out player for you. So that's certainly what they've got in mind. With well, I think Lockie certainly does a job. But the other question, I guess, now is Schuster goes to six. He come through playing there. I, I think the one thing they've really got going for him now is they've got huge edges in attack. We saw on the weekend, mm. edge to edge, using Olakowatu, using Tulagi, the threat that Schuster poses on his own physically creates space for the outside. Um, you know, that was without Cherry Evans obviously playing as well and then without Tom. So if they can get sort of these yeah, no edge Cherry to edge. Evans, no Tom. Yeah. Mm. And then you've got Paseca in the middle, Kepi coming back after an injury, Bullamore and leg speed. If they can plug in a few more guys like Avilia Mafidi and be even more dynamic, big middles, play to those edges, get quick play of the balls and then have Turbo hanging around it. I'll tell you who's really impressed me, like training is um Brad Parker. Yeah. Just like in terms of effort. Like he's always been that no frills first yeah. grader. Got his face smashing twice on the weekend, the poor <laughs> brother. Yeah, but just how he is around the group. The type of guy he is, like, yeah, he just. I've been, I've walked away from the couple of sessions I've been to and gone. Mm. I've got more respect for him than, well, I always had respect for him, but I've got a lot more, more respect appreciation. For him. Yeah, 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 just seen for him. 
how he operates, you go, well, that's why that's why you are where you are. Yeah, he kept playing first grade year in, yeah. year out, and you're sort of like, really? Like, can they not do any and better? He's, he's a big body. like he's, he's bigger than what you think. Yeah. He was more a back row coming through. Big the body, man. But you know what? I, I have the same issue I have every year. I know they're saying Tom's ready to go, but if Tom breaks well, you're not going to believe it until you see it. Exactly. I don't think... I think everyone at Manly is like that as well. Like, they've, everyone's got their fingers and toes crossed. And this is the point. I think Schuster can work with Cherry Evans, no doubt. If Tom's at the back, I think Cooler showed on the weekend again as well. Too, he yeah. almost looked like Jennings moving He's, the way he did. He does look like Jennings. But that's what I mean. Those two edges. If you lay a platform in the middle and you've got these big bodies who are dynamic, break tackles, offload, and then you throw Turbo in the mix, like, I'm talking like a few years ago when they had that good run. I don't know if they... Or a threat for the title, but I could definitely see him in the top eight, you know, pushing yeah. for the four. But the question is, can Turbo play a full season? Well, it's Turbo and nine. Exactly. Yeah, and then two. Schuster working out at six, obviously. Can he bring more than no-look passes? Like, can he manage his way through the year, get the balance between run and pass, use his body, get a bit of a kicking game and help Cherry Evans out? I think uh, he needs to be understated in that position, not overstated. Like, well, he doesn't need to overplay yeah. his hand because you've got Cherry Evans out. You want him to run more, don't you? Push, like, yeah, he's the other nights, Cherry Evans has pushed the... He'll push the team around. Oh, he's got a great kick. Game. So if Cherry Evans and Turbo play every game that they're available for, mm. they yeah they're top eight. For so Federer. I've got them. I've got them eighth. But if Turbo doesn't play at least half the games, they're not going to finish in top eight. And that's the, the question. I, so I, I even think in the I backs. had them, and I saw a few comments saying, "People, it'll be interesting to see what Brock says about the Seagulls." Well, I had them six last year, so I've actually dropped them down two pegs. Mm. Well, um, I like Tui Pilotto as well. I whether mean, I'm coaching there or not, I've hmm. still got to have an unbiased opinion. So, yeah, they could be top four if if DC and Turbo play all the games, click, the Schuster experiment works, they find a nine and they, like you said, their edges and right. outside backs are dynamic. Well, like I said, those and guys near each other. Sometimes, you know. when you're, sometimes when you're coaching at New South Wales Cup level, you, you look at the players coming back and you go, oh, okay. But, like, I look at the players we're getting back and go, yeah, okay, wow, that's good. Mm. And, you know, well, is, that's, tell me, not tell even, me that's not even the guys that we're going to get back because, obviously, they're going to have to name 18. So a yeah. lot of the guys that are, are even played in the trial on the weekend are going to have to come back and play New South Wales Cup as well. well like so. I said, according to what I saw on the website, this we talked about four, there was three spots left. So I instantly, in my head, I was like, Cooper Johns is going to get one because they basically said that was going to happen. He was going to get a training trial at NRL. Yep. Because that was a start. And then there was two spots left. With those last two spots, I thought they might have upgraded Samuela Fanu. Their top 30's done. Well, that's my point. But the website on here says otherwise. On the what? The NRL website? They've got three spots left, according to them. Is yeah. Fanu in the top 30 or not? Top 30's done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. We'll see. That. Yeah, there you go. Mm. And then the other one I said the other day, I thought they might have had I'm Toby. I'm sure Cooper, Cooper John signed. Like he yeah, but they, they literally said it when he signed before the salary cap situation because it's not resolved. They were going to go train and trial. And then once the cap was sorted, he was going to go in. So mm. he's in now. And then I thought Samuela, and the last one I thought they might have looked at was Toby, but he's not in the top 30. He's on the development deal, isn't he? Jake Toby, he yeah. got upgraded to... Just because I thought they no, might... No, he got upgraded to train and troll for the rest of the so year. So can they use him? Uh, yeah, I think they can. Because my question yeah. there is, I looked and thought, well, one extra half option, an extra fullback option, a utility option, like they sort of maybe need one more guy like that. Well, of course, yeah, they so, do. And he's hence, been... Hence why they've... So you can sign as many train and trollers as mm. you want. 
Well, I think that was part of the CBA issue. Some of the players are saying they want more payments for guys outside. But this is the thing. You know? So it means that Jake can go and train full-time and doesn't have to worry about trying to juggle yeah, work. Exactly. Does he train at Blacktown? Does he Does train, train at Manly? Here? Does he, he full-time? Does he need a job? Does all he have that to quit? Stuff. That's all the crap we talk about. Yeah, which is... I like the way they're doing it now. So again... It's way better. I think... I, get, I hate saying it because it's basically the same thing every year, but in terms of depth and what's there, I think they've got a few good forwards. If a feeder is on the bench and, you know, Alloway wasn't even named in the sort of 17 the other night and he's a guy that's been consistent there. So a couple of sets of young dynamic legs, impactful forwards. If that forward pack does a job and Turbo gets to play off the back of that, DC steers it, Schuster works out, like you said. Cooler takes a step forward, Tui Pilotu's solid, Garrick, Parker, they're all solid. There's a good potential here that they play finals. Mm. The big question is exactly what we're talking about. And we haven't mentioned the coach. No. The changing coach. And And I think it says a lot that you go out and get a guy like a Flanagan that. That's, you know, when you're going out and getting another premiership, when it, like you're trying to do the, the best thing for the staff, for the club, for, for everybody. It's not an ego well, thing. Well, the biggest thing is, like at training, it's very much, it's certainly not a dictatorship. No. Like They've all got their roles and responsibilities. That's what you should do as a coach. Um, get good coaches in around you. To... Yeah, I, 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 like, I've got a lot of respect for the fact that you can say, hey, I'm going to be the head coach yeah. and I'm going to go and get like probably the hottest, <laughs> the hottest um, head coach on the market as my assistant. Well, let's face it, and I've said it a few times. Mm. Love him or hate him, there's only one reason he doesn't have a job or didn't get a job quicker. Flanagan. Because of what some of his indiscretions. He can coach. Sure, yeah, no doubt. He's so, one of them. Yeah. I think there's a lot of positives here. Similar to you, I've gone 10th, but again, if I'll throw it out there right now. My dark horse was mainly. Because I look and thought, Turbo mm. plays the other year, they were in the four. I'm not saying they go that far. Yeah. But if Schuster hits, he plays a full season. Some of these young forwards go well. Cooler and a couple of these guys take the next step. It really wouldn't surprise me if they were like top six. Yeah, well, they, and, they could easily be top but six. But if Turbo blows his tyre again and he's had both sides two times and has an issue and misses half the season, Cooler and some other guys might be able to do a job or they might push Garrett there, etc. Yeah, but they're yeah. not Turbo. But they're not Turbo. They're not Turbo. You need, if you want to be competing for a comp, your top best four, you need, need to have to your best players fit. And he's their best No player. one's uh, immune from that. No. no club in the NRL is immune from but that. Very so. interested, like I said, in some of these young forwards. And I, I think getting Kelmer on the other side to Ola again. Yeah. Those and look, I was growers. a big um, Seabold advocate at Brisbane. So, so I, I, I really hope it works out for him. Yep. I'm 100% um, there with you. And again, I think Weeks and a few of these guys that are in the mix, uh, I think they're in a much better position. Yeah, what they've done. And ending all the faction crap is a good thing to... Let's hope this is the end of war at Manly. Because so. that's all you well, ever winning, hear. winning gets rid of it. Yeah. But, you know, hearing about the Fultons and Hasler... Well, basically, every semblance of Hasler is now gone. Basically, yeah. So, clean start, somewhat for Manly. Yeah. Interesting to see. But odds there for Manly. Uh, premiership, $23. Minor Premiership, 34 Top eight, 250 Top four... Six fifty to miss the top eight. They're a dollar fifty for the spoon. They are seventeen dollars with bluebet.com.au. Um, probably Garrick might be in the mix for the points if they have a good year. Goal kicking, scoring some tries. So uh, we'll talk about those odds later on. When we get to those markets. Um, but yeah, even the tries as well. If uh, they have a hot year, he might find himself sort of in that mix as well. But yeah, Manly definitely an interesting team and. See how things play out on that front, but uh, you know, bit of talk as always that only a manly person can do that job. I know it didn't quite work out for Barrett, but they've gone down this road. There's been a, a lot of change all around, but 
everything so far. Is that a far. person who played at Manly or a person who lives in Manly? I heard Gordy say it again the other day and I was just like, I, I just don't buy into that. Really yeah, don't. well, Gordy also bagged the shit out of Seabold when he was in Brisbane, so... Mm. And it was like the Broncos thing, a Broncos to all case the, Broncos. All the old boys or... bagged the fuck out of him, so... Yeah. It, it wouldn't look real good if he goes there and has some success, I wouldn't imagine. So. No. And I found that a bit awkward the other night listening to it. I was like, I wonder what they are going to say while they're on, uh, on that panel, but... Yeah. Well, they should just judge it for what it is. Exactly. Ju- judge him, um, not for what happened in Brisbane, but for what he's doing at Manly now, and... In the two trials, they've looked good, but they haven't had... Like, they're trials. Mm. They mean nothing. Oh, and that. You that, haven't got two points. 100K and, as well. Good yeah, times. 100K is good. But realistically, like, if DC hasn't played. We don't know what's going on with Turbo. We don't know how his health is, whether he's going to hold up. Mm. And you need to do it when, you know, when there's a big crowd at Brookie round one against the Bulldogs. Like that's, that's now going to be maybe the biggest game of the weekend because you're going to have Manly, who's won the preseason challenge, new coach, looking good. Hopefully Turbo comes back, DCE's there. Mm. And then you've got the Bulldogs who have been the most hyped yeah. Plenty team of signings, in terms of new recruitment. Coach, best well, coach, all these people. It's 3 o'clock. We play before it at 12.40. I reckon the joint's going to be rocking for oh, our game. 100%. And, um, Both and then you're going to have 3 o'clock kickoff at Brookie on a Saturday Arvo. Look, it's going to be unreal. I think the other thing, just last point to move on, I didn't mention him because I know everyone out there loves him. and I, I've been a bit harsh at times, but I preferred what he did with Jake, just playing as a middle, just a prop. That's what... We've been saying that for years. Not a third aim, not yeah. overcomplicate. Just keep your hands off the fucking ball, let yeah. the ball move. Let he's, the halves He's do too that. slow. It's not even that. It's just you don't need to do it. Yeah, but you don't, need, got, you don't need him handling it. Just you've got turbo and you've got... Um, hit, hit like a brick shit house. Get yeah. on your front. Get out of the ad line. Work your ass off. Just lead us in that regard. Yeah. You don't need to be a ball player. That's what your brother's for. He's the best spade scrap player in the NRL. Exactly. So just let him be that. He's exactly that. And he's perfect to lead a pack. Yeah. So just do that. No passing. Uh I'll tell him that when I see him. You're yeah, on, good. You're on a passing band. Tell him. Uh, moving on to the Roosters, who unimpressive to start, but I think a lot of people, even in the coverage, probably neglected to mention there were six or seven names that weren't there, which probably speaks to the talent of that squad. But six last year, third in attack, fifth in defense, 15 and nine record. That a slow start. The injury bug sort of bit again. Like every time once someone got back, Kiri would miss a game. Then Manu misses some games. Jared was in and out like. It was just a cycle, in particular in the spine positions, outside backs. Some of the forwards were aging. Tokiahu's now moved on, but um, they've lost him. Silica Fafita, Gildart was only short-term. But Tony never played. Verrills is probably the only other name. Gaines, like Brandon Smith coming in. Turpin is a good backup option. Jackson Paulo, Corey Allen, they got dirt cheap. They re-signed Crichton, Manu. They've got the crux of this side that has just been injury-riddled for two years and probably missed the window. I'm sort of the opinion that this is sort of it before it starts to get torn apart and needs to go through probably a little bit of a transition period, in particular on the forward pack. Mm, I'm looking at this yeah, team for me now. Uh, the mm. big issue, I guess, is starting the season again. Satilli's not going to be ready until mid-year with his knee. Billy Smith, I think, is more a depth player, but mid-season. Connor Watson as well, like mid-season or late now with his knee. So to already have injuries... Kiri apparently copped a knock. They said it was nothing, but it was behind closed doors. He's already had a head knock. That scares me. Um, Jared hurt his hamstring over in New Zealand. Manu has a facial fracture. They didn't say how severe. So to already have issues is, is really worrying me. And then there was talk about Angus Crichton. Don't know the details. Don't know if he's going to miss games. I hope it's not the case. I hope he's okay. But putting it plain and simple, the, the door's open right now. And I think it, this, the, it needs to be kicked open. And with the players they've pushed in, you've seen C.I. Wong. 
They've got a couple of nines pushing through. Moriarty, Deacon, Toya, the, the center. Xavier Vaar, prop like they've got guys pushing through. They Karawalavu, who was playing in the, the Silk Tails, Sanded Smith playing Cup, Preston Umu, like they've got a lot of kids pushing in behind. We've seen Nafahu White, Tukapua, mix that in with now. Like they're going to have Tedesco, Suwali's now going to push into the centers with Manu, Tupo one side, like the other side could be Paulo, Momorovsky, like that, that's an open battle for the wing. Jared and Lodge, they ended up getting a hold on to with Brandon Smith. If Satili gets back mid-year, you're potentially talking having Crichton, Satili, Radley, and then a bench of Egan, Nat, Collins, and whether they want to have a utility, whether it be Turpin, go all forwards. I, I, I think they're in a real position here. Yeah, they are. But health <clears throat> has been fucking cruel the last few years. Yeah. And last year, they ran out of gas. Once they got healthy, they had well, to go they started on, slow. They had to that have that run to get going, and they won eight in a row, and then they got done week one. Mm. I thought almost their best performance of the year was Penrith at Penrith in the rain. They exactly. Lost. That was, that was the start a, of... Such a tough... That was the last game they lost until that, their that, season. That was that start. So. was there that night and just going, man, they've, um, they're turning the corner here. And I know they copped a lot of shit after that game. Like, mm. we know we're near Penrith. And, but I saw some things that night I really liked. They can build the cornerstone, uh, build their season this year on that sort of cornerstone, then they're going to be thereabouts. Yeah, it's. I, I guess maybe the off season, the way that they finished, might have been a little bit of a message for them, just in terms of their approach to the game as well. Like, are they well, they've too aggressive of, and too loose? Like, no, do they no, really no. need to temper that a little bit? No offense to them either, though, but even the last year or two, it's. I'm not saying it's been a bit of a shot, but even Cooper Cronk in all these media commentary, roosters like to start like Melbourne really like to rev out the box and go, oh, "We will mean no something like well." Last year, warming in and the year before didn't work. Injuries and what like. You, Sometimes you need to bank early before Origin mm. and then maybe taper off a bit. I've like, heard a lot of people have said that to me. I and I'm sort of like, spoke well, to a few people about the Roosters on Friday night. I thought, oh, they were... They look behind the eight ball. They do, yeah. But I think a lot of that is also World Cup. Like, and a lot of these dudes have had four or five weeks preseason. Like, mm. That's it. So They've come straight back. Mm, it's that fine line between trying to win games and trying to extend your squad and be ready for the start of the year, but also not burning them out and causing injuries and all the stuff that goes with it. So, yeah, it's it's going to be an interesting... Just probably interesting to see how they start the year. If they start well, I think they're going to be in a really good spot because I only, only think they'll get better. They're not going to get worse as the year goes on and that was proved by what they did last year, even with injuries. Mm. So, yeah, let's see how they go. I think last year they, they lost to Newcastle in round one, which just shocked the shit out of everyone. Yeah, and I think the other thing, this is another year for Walker. So Walker, Kiri, Brandon Smith yeah, at yeah. nine, Teddy. Like I, I think this is sort of you're not going to be in a better spot. Your spine's built out. Swali pushing to the centres. My only real question, I guess, like I said, health has been a big issue, and then the forward pack. Like being able to keep Lodge is great, but Jared hasn't been healthy. Nat, Angus, Satili, Victor, like the Butchers, Collins. If that all works out, uh, I think this this is a Premiership looking side, but. It just hasn't seemed to fall that way the last few years. They've seemed to have just been constantly riddled with injuries. Mm. And Origin, you know, Teddy's going to be there. Sawali will be in the mix this year. Tupo was in the mix. Crichton, if he's there. Like Lodge, I don't know if he's hut past, just rubs him out completely. There was talk about him playing the World Cup across like Collins. They could have four or five, six players in the Origin. Mm. But I, I don't feel any better after the weekend, but similar to you, I'm sort of ignoring trials and hoping that they finally get luck with health. I've got them coming first. I'm, I feel stupid. You got them winning it. I haven't made that call yet, but I, I think I feel stupid now. So they're going to what win the minor premiership? 
you, That's very you sort of now before I come here I had in my head Sharks or Cowboys and then when you said it I was like maybe I wasn't stupid thinking that in the regular season mm. so I sort of just had them first because I thought they were a really good chance to win it now in my head I'm probably like well maybe I should have said Sharks or Cowboys that's why I had the Cowboys yeah too. but is like last year we were sitting here doing the same thing and then Penrith just went it by a mile yeah so and you go well for that reason should have seen that but I've got them as the minor but I've got two teams in my head for the premiership so you got Roosters for the minor premiership possibly I, I'm well, regretting it first you can't have yeah, them I'm first going to. and then. I'm, re- I'm regretting it already, but have yeah. to, man. I forgot them in first. I just think it, it's you time. You can't say first and then have them not as premiers well, and minor premiers, mate. Yeah, I can. We can't. You got the Sharks as the minors, and you said they're not going to win, mate. It's the same thing. No, no. I said you can't. You can't say that they're not premiers or minor premiers. They have to be one or yeah, the other. Yeah, I know. I'm saying I was borderline pushing the Cowboys. So out. you've got them as minor premiers, yes. Yeah, I regret it already. Right. Oh, but I wrote it down, sir. So. Silly. <laughs> this guy silly, silly. Really, I, I was sitting there like you, going, "Man, I think the Sharks could get there, or maybe the Cowboys." And no, I've, I'm very clear in what I think yeah, is going to happen. So when you dropped it, I was like, Fuck, "Maybe I wasn't so bad for thinking what I was thinking." No, you, you do you. <laughs> I'm sitting here with our squad, but there you go. There's the first one, mate. I've had a buzz moment. I'm I really, happy, I'm happy to hitch my wagon uh, to these opinions, uh, uh, but they will change next week. I'm pulling my glasses down. I'm this is the thing with season previews; like, they're, they're great. Okay, until the season starts, and then my opinion changes. Well, do you remember so, also the, the few years ago? And then we did round it. two happens. Remember we did them earlier a few years ago, and someone blew their knee out, and it was like, instantly, oh, fuck, that one's gone. Yeah. That's why we now wait until after all the trials and try to gather some information to know yeah. what's going on. But um, Okay, mate, we're on the home stretch here. Yeah. With bluebet.com.au, the Roosters, they're the second favourite for the premiership at 550 For the minor, they're $5. For top eight, they're $1.15. Top four, $1.60. Uh, to miss the eight four seventy five spoon two oh one but yeah uh, all the sort of pieces there it's just whether Brandon Smith brings that extra element I guess at nine certainly going to help your forward packet on the front foot mm. Radley I'd probably like to handle the ball a little bit less I thought on the weekend again they were still a bit too much playing to their forwards I'd rather their halves but then again their halves weren't there yeah so I'd like to think with Kiri and Walker back that would be the case and for Luke Kiri's sake please no head knocks this year. He's that poor bastard. Yeah. He's had a wretched run. Uh, moving on to the Newcastle Knights, 14th last year, 15th in attack, 14th defensively, 6 and 18 record. You know, they, they had a decent start. They looked like they were going to show some resilience, but it was a common theme for the whole season. They just chopped and changed halves combinations. Clifford Clune, Phoenix Crossland, Tex Hoy, blokes were in and out. Ponga was hurt. Ponga held him hostage with his contract. Ponga had his fucking shit press conferences. And then apparently he was sick at the end of the year. Took him four or five months to own it the other day in a press conference. And Buzz said, he goes, mate, like, he's just feeding his BS. Like, why did it take five months to finally come forward? And, like, just just own up to it, mate. He's right. He wasn't in there because he was crook. He was he was on the bag. He doesn't want to admit it. He held him hostage. He's getting paid $1.4 million this year. And now he's going to be playing exclusively on one edge. So that seems like money well invested. And having to tackle. So, like, fucking hell. And he couldn't stay healthy. And he's already hurt his calf, apparently. I have some so I have some thoughts around this, what, mate. I'll, I'll say one thing. I don't mind the moves they've made to get players in, but it also tells me it's short-sighted for survival. Because Lachlan Miller's coming, who I like, but you've given him a three-year deal. He's 28 years old, but next year they've already got Pierce Paul and Will Price coming, and Will Price apparently wants to play fullback. So what happens next year to Lachlan Miller? So you just out of your side straight away? I don't and, know, and You've got him for two more years? You're going to trade him. Oh, is whoops. Pierce Paul that. is more a back rower, isn't he, or a centre? Paul Pierce. Yeah, Paul Pierce. <clears throat> back row, isn't he? So, like, if Will Price comes and plays fullback, like, I think Hastings is definitely the sort of steering wheel they need. But is that going to work with Ponga? 
is their forward pack going to do enough of it? Like with the Safidis, Frizzell and what they've got there, should certainly be doing more. Mm. But last year that wasn't the case. They've moved on from Clemmer after that debacle. Um, I think Elliott's a handy signing. Hetherington can be good if he doesn't get suspended every three weeks. So they've brought a few wild cards into the mix there. Gamble seems like a depth signing. Trading for Marju sort of confused me because if there's one spot, I think they've got plenty of players it's outside backs. Yeah. But they obviously feel they need more in yardage to help Dom Young. So looking at them, um, you know, they lost Edric, Barnett, Tex, Momosia, Solo, Milford, Sue, Clifford, Randall, Clemmer, and then they traded Bradbury for Miller. So uh, a lot of guys off contract this year. Frizzell probably the one leading the way. And most of the other guys are sort of fringies, but Miller's going to be fullback. I think Young and Marju on the wing, Gagai and Best in the centre, same deal, like huge year for Best. Ponga Hastings, you've got the Safidi brothers with Braley, who's been injury prone. Frizzell, maybe Hetherington on the other edge, Elliot, and then the bench. One of Man Phoenix or Gamble will be, I'm assuming, the utility with Leo Thompson, Brody Jones, and maybe Lachlan Fitzgibbon. There's one thing I see here in abundance. They got a shitload of utilities. They got Phoenix who can play a half hooker sort of old man, play half hooker lock. Um, you know, Sasagi who was a junior six who they've used as a center, who they've used as a half. They've seen to got a lot of guys in that mold or a gamble who even played fullback in the preseason, but bench forwards, bit light on, depth in those sort of spots. I think they're very light on at the moment, which surprised me why they traded Max Bradbury, the nineteen year old New South Wales prop, to the Sharks. I think that was a spot they needed. And I think some of these moves have been a bit for survival rather than long-term, which worries me. Gagai didn't I have, have... I have grave concerns over the Knights. Well, <clears throat> Gagai didn't have a great year. He's on huge coin. Best was... He needs to deliver this year. Ponga playing in the halves. I still think he's way too young to make that move. I think his best spot's at fullback. Um, I don't think he likes tackling. So well, neither do I. That's so going to be an issue. He's, and he's already been hurt. I prefer him at the back. Mm. Um, and he seems to be... Like a few year old Titans mates, he plays his best football when he goes to Origin, but he doesn't play his best football for Newcastle. Yeah, let's not go there. The, the <clears> one got, old wounds. The other one I, I, I hope has a good year, but again, he just hasn't been lucky so far as Braley. He's had two major injuries. Yeah, there. agree. He's a very good player. So if if everything hit, don't get me wrong, Miller, Hastings, Ponga, like you got a steering wheel, good nine. The Safidi should certainly lay a platform for Frizzell to be able to get some good ball, and an Elliot is going to work, but. I don't know. Again, there's too many inconsistencies year after year speaking about this guy needs to lift, this guy needs to lift, and they've made these couple of moves. There's been a lot of noise. I think this might be um, a year for them where, you know, best case scenario, I can see him being on the fringe of the eight, but I can't see him being in the eight. But I think they're going to be somewhere down the bottom. And I think Adam O'Brien might be uh, heading out the door. And where they go from there, I don't know. I've got him finishing 16th. Well, whoever gets saddled with that job next is stuck with the Ponga contract. That's mm. the one thing for me, like I said last year. I can't believe they bowed to everything. I just, given. <clears throat> yeah, after watching their New South Wales Cup last year, the turnover in staff, the lack of players that are coming in, the moves, I just, yeah, I, I can't see how it improves. Well, the only upside, <clears throat> if they can push it through, like you said, their Cup team, I don't think many are left over. They brought in Rivet from the Sharks. There's a few guys there. Yeah. Um, but you know, Tolti can't. Their, their flag team was good last year. They made the GF, mm. but they're a couple of years they're young. Away. Yeah, that's so right. Oren Keeley, I really liked. Like, mm. are they going to throw him to the Wolves already? Well, they probably are. Yeah. Thomas Kent, the other back rower or forward. Um, mm. You know, the young fullback Fletcher Sharp, Mapa Balangi. 
they, they got some guys there, but I think they might have to burn them early, which is a bit like what they did a few years ago when Brown started the rebuild. Yeah, you don't want to be doing that. And we saw how that sort of worked out. He had to go through the hard stuff, got him a good squad, and then they sacked him anyway. Yeah, well, we're so, finding ourselves in a similar position. Caelan Ponger and the uh, strawberry milkshake. Yeah. Things might be coming back around the bend. Somehow, Hopefully but. not, because I like Adam O'Brien. Yeah, well, it's, it's going to be interesting, but like I said, they seem to have a shitload of utilities. They filled in some of these holes, but... But I just look at it and I go, I, 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 don't, I, don't, know. I don't see how this is going to work. A lot of guys need to play... And that's no criticism of him. He could coach the best year of his life. I just look at the roster and well, again, think, I don't it, think it's a top eight roster. That's in all it. honesty, it's one of these ones a bit like the Bulldogs where I think a lot of people look at names and there is some individual talent there, but is it a team? Is it a team? Tonga, Safidis, Brad, like There's some good names there, but... I don't know. And like, like best, this is like year four now. It, it needs to happen. He needs to stay healthy. He needs to play some good football. Yeah. But every year, it's like, oh, he's a beast. I'm like, I get he's a beast. But, but you've got to... But is he? But he's not. Like, because he doesn't do it week he, in, week he's out. He's added something so, to his game. He hasn't stayed healthy. Yeah, like, there's, there's more to it. You've got to so. judge people on what they do, not on what you think they're going to do. If they lose any of their middles, they're in big trouble. The, if, fact, the fact of the matter is, look, you've got to make judgments based on what they've done, not what they might do. They yeah. might come out and kill it. Yeah. And good on them if they do, but... I don't have a lot of confidence in that roster. No. If the Safidis or Elliot go down and they get short on middles, which they already are, I think, because they've got five, six utility types, they're going to have trouble as well. Yeah. Their middles, middle starting middles are really good, but after that, it's thin. So, uh, for Newcastle, for me, I've got them 14th. What did you say? 16th. 16th. So, Cousin uh, Gary, I'm not getting a Christmas card. Sorry, Cousin Gary. And then and even Origin again. If they pick Ponga and they pick Gagai and then maybe one of the Safidis, they're going to lose a couple there as well. I don't think they can be afford to be losing anybody. Hmm. So it might be another tough year in Newcastle, unfortunately. But with bluebet.com.au, they're $51 to win the comp. Minor premiership, $151. Top eight, $550. Top four, $21 to miss $1.12 to get the spoon, $6. Interesting year ahead in the Hunter. South Sydney, seventh last year. Sixth in attack, seventh in D, 14-10 record. Bad start, similar deal. Had some injuries, sort of just had to crawl their way through 50-50. Hit the origin period. Murray off a surgery, goes in there, almost plays his way back in. Latrell finally comes back after going overseas, and they just hit turbocharged. They sort of kicked into gear, found a couple of guys um, along the way there that he plugged in, chopped and changed his centres, a couple of his forwards, and by the end of the year, they were playing really good football and found themselves another preliminary final. Um, the decision now with what they've done with their roster and how they've balanced out some of their contracts, they've locked in Cook, Latrell, and Cody Walker, for years to come, they ended up extending Ilias, so clearly they think he's going to be getting better and better um, with years to come after essentially learning in first grade last year, as you like to say, because two years, no football because of yeah. COVID. You'd expect he'd be better this year, um, given oh, the fact that he's played absolutely. his first yeah. year of footy. So the, the one thing about this that I really, really like, and I, I love to say this right now, they had zero gains because, similar to Canberra, they're really happy with what they've got. They've had a really good group of kids come through. A few of those sort of fringe guys they signed took their opportunities, like a Tass, like an Isaac Thompson, um, who pushed in, Yahame Selles, etc. Mawale pushed his way in. And then internally, they've had a real strong push to promote guys. So Kalo Kalo, who's now been upgraded to fullback winger, Josiah Carapani, Ben Love at the back rower, Leon Tahao, the winger center. You've seen Dion Taipo, who I don't even think is in their top 30, have that really good game the other week. Romano Cook on a training trot. Like they've got. They've got confidence in all these kids. Talis Duncan, who they've got signed until 2025, who plays lockback row. Um, they're, they're clearly happy with what they've got internally. So with that being said, again, all their 30 spots taken. 
They didn't add anyone else. I like that. If, if Latrell is healthy because he missed half a season last year, you got him and Johnson. I showed him Thompson will be on the other wing. Tass ended up being quite good in the centres there with Campbell Graham. Walker and Elias another year together with Cook at nine. Tom and Tatola in the front row. Kalal Matungi, Arrow, Cam Murray. And then your bench, you've got a great utility in Taff. Mawale should take a step forward, whether it's Host and Knight, who's probably out until mid-year, or, you know, that they look for someone else to fill one of those roles. Asele, Harvili played like a utility role for him. I think he's out for the first few weeks. I think they're in a good spot here. Like, to have, again, back up in those positions where Taff can cover a couple of spots, Havili can cover a nine sort of role. Mamazoulos is there for nine. A couple of guys with experience in your forwards. Good young outside back cover. Not adding to your squad, I think this could be a real positive year for South. And if they start healthy, unlike last year, and don't get those ins and outs where he had to work through everything, you'd think they could really push for top four. And I know they've been consistently looking at prelims, but this is a good football team. This is a really good football team. Yep. Um, I've got them winning the comp. Wow. Yep. Ha! Oh, big time. So, I yeah, I, I like their roster. I like... Again, the fact that they've kept their key positions intact. They've played in multiple prelims. Another year under um, Jason Demetrio. Yep. And I think... I, yeah, I think probably my concern last year was their middles, their their bench. I think all those guys have come on. They've developed. They've brought guys in. Ilias, yeah, I wasn't sold on that he could deliver it last year, but another year in first grade, he looked... Really, really confident the other night in in the charity shield. He, mm. You could just see that he's developed and kicked on since last year. I don't, I don't know. I just, I, I like the look of them. They're my gut. They're, they're, that's telling me at the moment that they're gonna they're gonna win it. I know they lost in devastating fashion the year before to Penrith. Yeah, they lost in the prelim to Penrith again. Well, what are they? They've gone prelim, lost to Penrith. Grand final, final lost to Penrith. Penrith. Prelim loss. So that's not not a bad record because Penrith have gone on to win two of those three comps. Mm. And they're like I said, like you and South maintain have, that group. Yeah, I think they're going to get better. And I think a couple of these and guys. And we think that Penrith are going to slide. So I'm I'm looking around going, well, who's going past South? Probably the one spot for me. I think one more middle. But if I'm a while, the Roosters. If, if I'm going on talent, I'm probably going. Yeah, the Roosters might have a little bit more talent. But bugger that, man. I'm I'm going I'm going with South. So I, I think they've really got a point to prove. I think Latrell wants to win a comp there. I think Cody wants to win a comp there. I think Cook, you know, they really want to... Well, he, he's got a point to prove of anybody, I think. Ken Cook. Murray, like, all, I just looked at their side. I was like, mate, yeah, if they stay fit... It's a good team. And I like I like how their team fits the rules. And I think they play a style which suits their players, yeah. which sounds ridiculous, but not a lot of teams do it. Yeah. Uh, like I said, and I, I don't think, know. Man. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have much more for you. I just nah. I looked at them last night, and I was oh, I'm like, similar to you. I, I sat there and I was looking at my ladder again, similar mm-hmm. what we're talking about, and I thought, well, they're in my top four, and they're, they're going to be around for the premiership. They, I, they, I looked at them yesterday. I was like, they're to me head and shoulders. Well, again, you, usually the easy two or three every year just always been Storm, Roosters, Panthers. When I went through it, I was like, well, Cowboys, Sharks. Like I think that top six group is going to be very close this year. Yeah, agree. With Penrith getting stripped out a little bit, and I was sort of like, man, those two or three that were. There last year, I think that group is going to be very, very close. And that final series, if they're all healthy, could be an absolute cracker. Um, but I, I, I don't, I could see it too. I'm not going to pick them to win the comp, but I can That's completely okay. see where you're at. And I've already done it. I've got them finishing fourth. And the only reason, again, because come origin time, they're probably likely to have four or five Arrow, Murray. If they go with two nines again, Cook, Kalama Tungi was ruled out of eligibility last year. 
because of the Tongan thing, but they're saying now that that might go out the window. So him, Ola Kawatu could be in the mix um, to play. Latrell's there. Campbell Graham's been in the mix. I don't think he will be, but I'd expect him to have at least four in origin. But health, um, health and all things being equal, Thompson ties up that wing. If Tash is at least steady like he was, a little bit more improvement from a couple more of these forwards they push through and these kids covering those spots and then having coverage in Taff and a few of these guys, uh, I think it's a great top 30 and it's a great start in 13. It's certainly a team that can uh, challenge for the title. So yeah. I'm right there with you. And with bluebet.com.au, they're $11 to win the premiership, minor $9, top $8, $40, top four, $2.50 to miss uh, to... That one can't be right, surely. $2.75 to miss. Maybe I read that wrong. I'll have to check that one again. Spoon, $51. If you think like you said, you do uh, right up there. Top New South Wales team, you can get $7. Uh, AJ's always the favourite to be top try scorer. He's five fifty. dollars um, What price are they win the comp? Uh, $11. I think they're... Geez, the, that's, the, I wouldn't be taking them to be top New South Wales team then because the, who's, who's, who's going to win the comp? Penrith the favourite They're New that. South Wales. I'd just be backing them to win the comp. Yeah, that's fine. I think if anyone's going to beat them, it's only really the Cowboys, I think, or maybe Melbourne. I think Latrell... They're outside of New South Wales. AJ's always up there. The point scoring one this year, the odds are pretty close. I think Latrell was good value. He started about 11. He's already in six bucks. I think if he plays a full season, tries and goal kicking, he might take that man yeah, I've got something else. Cleary was at like $4, and then he blew out to like fives, but... Yeah. Yeah. I like shouts as well, so... I'm there with you on that one, buddy. Uh, two to go. Well, last one, sorry. This is the last one, is it? Parramatta Seal? That's it. The Parramatta Seal. And I left them on purpose because there's a lot of Parramatta people out there and they made the grand final. Fourth last year, then the GF. They were fifth in attack, eighth defensively, sixth and eight. They still had those moments through the year, but they finally broke through and got to a grand final, whether it be getting bashed by the Bulldogs or muffling a game against the Tigers. But they overcome that hump. They got there. Um, they had that week one where they were getting stuck into Penrith but lost the second half. Tough week three, but they ended up beating the Cowboys. And right there, you sort of thought, well, maybe they've got that confidence to take that next step. But come grand final day, when they put that chip and chase in right there, I was like, oh, they're fucked. Boom, shuckle. The, 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 the field and territory position game, they were getting chewed up. But when they kicked play one right there and there, like, I know we'd had a few beers, but I remember looking at each other and just being like, oh, fuck. That's, <laughs> that, that pretty much summed up everything, and uh, it was over. That's when we retired it, to the bar. It was over by half time, the poor bastard. So, as that's, I said, Parramatta is you because they haven't won a premiership as long as you've been alive. So. They won't be um, winning one this year either. In what terms of uh, gains, uh, Momosia, Hodgson, Murchie, Hopgood, Mataili come back from... Uh, Newcastle, one of their juniors, Dejan Arcee, Matt Dury, out the door. Three big names uh, in the forward pack. Murata near Kore, Isaiah Papali, I still can't believe that one. That didn't yeah. get done. Reid Marnie, uh, Oregon Kafusi, and then some fringies like Opacek, Perham, who they didn't really use. Hollis is one of their juniors. Stone did his knee. Elsa Kem wasn't in their squad, but I was surprised he didn't keep him around. He's ended up at the Roosters. Cup side. Funny that. <laughs> so he played quite well in the trial the other week. I, I, don't, really, I really liked him. I don't so think they've got any sure. room, but it wouldn't surprise me if they had him on the fringes there somewhere. But uh, look, the biggest thing for me, and I said, the, I had a massive rant to you about the Guffs and thing in their forwards and that they've ended up making it to the grand final that window, but what they do afterwards. I'll be completely honest. I think Hodgson could be better than Reed Marnie, but it's been three years of no health. So oh, yeah, yeah. on that side of things, I can... I can see upside, but I also see a situation where 
he's 33, 34 years old off a couple of major injuries. Maybe he doesn't even get close to what he was. I don't know. But his best form, he brings a good kicking game, good service, and he's got a hell of a forward pack to work with. Mm-hmm. So that one could work out well. That one could work out well. In terms of replacing those forwards, though, in particular the back rowers, um, Murchie to fill that hole or, you know, a Momosia, I don't quite see it. I think they can do a job, but I don't think they're ever going to get close to the level they got from a guy like Papalia, and I still can't believe they didn't keep him. 22, 23 years old, he would have been the first one out of all those guys, along with Brown, I would have been trying to keep. Yeah. Um, they obviously kept Lane, who's now fractured his jaw, so that's another worry. He's looking like he's going to be up for the first six or seven weeks. Madison's suspended for the first three weeks as well. Um, yeah, uh, I think Hopgood will be a good buyer, a good underrated buyer. They look like they're going to start Matt Dury. So off an ACL and from the Bulldogs, he was one of their juniors. That surprised me. I thought they would have been looking at Momosia or Murchie more to play that role. But um, yeah, they tied up Panasini, Gutherson, Lane, Maddo for 25, 26, Campbell Gillard. And then Dylan Brown has a player option every year from 2026 onwards till 2031. Moses has got a huge offer on the table they haven't taken yet. You know, they return, I think, 12 or 13. But the, the biggest issue here for me, that back row spot, and then who's on their bench. They had a great bench last year. They had a great 1-13, to 13, but, you know, Gutherson still there at 1. I think he's, you know, at the absolute peak of where he can get to. I don't think you can get any more out of him. Hodgson, like I said, I think could add something extra to Marnie, but that's a big if because he's literally been injured for a couple of years. And on top of that, does he fit in with these two halves? Because they're both dominant. Or is he going to come in straight away, a bit like Canberra, trying to be a focal point? Um, yeah, I've got, a, I've got similar concerns. If, I've just got quality concerns. Well, mate, what, if Wanga Blake's still in your centres, I've got a problem too. Like, Penasini's quality. Sevo on the other side of the field. Like, Russell probably gets a crack on the other wing. You know? Well, if, Russell was starting on the wing last year. And then he got caved in that first game. Well, got the Titans, yeah. Jaden Campbell got him good. Um, like, if Wanga... Yeah, and then the other thing is, if Wanga Blake's not there, who's the other centre? Like, you know, Lozu hasn't really got to look in. Simonson, Senior, like, I don't really... Like, Dunstall was someone they were looking at before he hurt his knee. That's a big injury. So I like the halves again. I think the Hodgson could be good to have Paulo, Campbell Gillard. Um, you know, that, it's a great front row, but then after that, like if Lane's injured, they're going to have probably Murchie, Dury, Hopgood plugging in to start with and then their bench, even with Madison and Lane in. I love Hopgood. I, I do too. I think he's going to be a great boy, but I, I think their bench is going to be lacking. But they've let a lot... A lot more go than what Hopgood's going to provide you. He's going to pick Arthur, his son again, I think, is the utility. Um, then after that, like, you know, Makatawa, he limit didn't really want to use. He's going to have to use him. He's going to have to use Momosea or, you know, Mataili. So I think just for me, it's more the bench. I don't think they're going to have a reliable bench. And if Lane's hurt right now, they're already light in the back row. Yeah. Um, this is one of the ones, again, that I'd wrote down that I should probably change now, but I'm going to stick with it because... I've already yeah, what'd you do? built my ladder. I had them sneaking at eight. Yeah, I got them ninth. But I got them missing out. I was going to put Brisbane or the Eagles into this spot prior to Lane smashing his jaw and then looking at their halves and spine. I've got them out. I reckon they've run their race. Yeah, I, similar to you, I last think. Last year was the year. We knew everyone was walking out. I think they knew last year was the year. The forward I pack. Think that's probably a little bit un- understated. Yeah, the forward pack's worrying me looking at it now. And also all this contract negotiation stuff with Moses. Moses like They're obviously thinking, well... We're going to fold up here and... It's just been dragged out. Yeah. We're going to fold up and look somewhere else and... Yeah. I, well, even Brown, I'm not though. sure. I'm not sure that if you think you're going to win the comp that you're... 
not just signing on the dotted line. If they're offering you a million dollars... I'll say this. A few years ago, no one knew who Papaletti was. Mm. Lane had been to a couple of clubs and then suddenly they're one of the best back rows in the comp. So if by some... They've shown they can do it, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do it again. If they can find that sort of value in a Murchie, Momosea, or a couple of these bench forwards, like if Kai Rodwell kicks on, Makatala, no. Matty... But it's, it's not one or two guys this year. They need no. four or five guys to no. really backfill <laughs> some of these spots. So I think they've got enough quality to make the eight with their props, spine, if it works, and a couple of their outside backs. But the overall quality of their seven in particular is not what it was last year. Um, no, and they... With those few forwards and hooker. They struggled to get to the grand final last year. Mm. <clears throat> but yeah, you're not going to have the, the benefit of Murata, Papali'i, Mani, Oregon. Like, they they were all in their grand final. They're all very handy. Walked out the door, my friend. So big, like Hopgood, like you said, similar to you, I think could fill a hole, but there's a, there's a lot love, to be asked. Love that signing. Yeah. Love that signing. Because they got in for absolutely nothing, but... Yeah, big questions. But I think Hodgson's probably the biggest question. He was Penner's best player in New South Wales Cup last year. He was huge. And he added to his game. He didn't have that pass, but he he, almost learnt that. The day we played Penner, I was like, how is this guy not playing first grade? Mm. I said the same thing to you all year over Eisenhuth and half those guys. I haven't had an argument with someone about it, which really surprised me, his opinion on the situation. But um, Mm. Hodgson's probably the biggest. One thing I will say for them from Hodgson, they basically signed a one-year deal. They've got they've got the option for the second year. Well, they're just renting him for a year. But if that doesn't work out, then where do you go? Hooker's such a limited positions are um, yeah no, I'm, I've got them just in but I don't think they're a threat at all you've got them out and the odds with bluebet.com.au $14 for the premiership 15 for the minor premiership top 8 seventy, top 4 three fifty. to miss $2 uh, for the spoon $51 um, a lot of people sort of say to me oh you got a love-hate relationship with Manly it's not Manly guys it's para it's para <laughs> okay because my wife goes for para a lot of my mates go for para, and all I have to hear about is how para are going to win the comp and para. So almost, I'm not sure what's worse at the moment, Penrith fans or para fans. Well, I'll say you right now, like I said, if I Penrith fans, I can I can cop because they're not as in your face when they're um, <laughs> when they're good. I don't know. I've had a few at work. That yeah, are just maybe from my generation. Pretty the, out there. The boys now. are. They're very humble. All the happy, para fans I know are poor older guys I haven't seen a win in a few years. They're all the quiet ones because they're yeah. just so beaten down. Para fans, yeah. They're all 40 plus and they're all just hurting, poor bastards. Yeah. It's all that fresh young Penrith fans are chatting. But, I don't know. Talking it up. Like I said, if I had it my way again because I did this before the lane and I watched them play, they're probably the one, only team I look at now and go, I wouldn't have them in. Yeah, well, they're not. It'd be Broncos or Eagles, but for now. They're not in mine, mate. Yeah. I'll probably regret that later, but yeah, probably should have put Broncos or Eagles in that spot, but we move on. Your premiers, so you went with South Sydney. I went with the Rabbitohs. I was torn between them and, and the Roosters, but the one last year I really liked, I know it's going to be hard this year and everyone's going to know that they're coming. Uh, I'm going to go Cowboys. To win it? Yep. I like it. I, yeah, I, something out of the... I think the Roosters are the easy pick along with Penrith. Probably could be one of those two. I like South as well, but similar to you. I think they're like 11 or $12. dollars i sort of sit there and go, well... If Lukey comes back and if Lucci ends up having his situation resolved and health plays a part, I think I think they're right there. Mm. So that's where I am. Minor premiers, I have the Roosters, which is stupid. I should have gone the Sharks. That's what I was looking at. But I went the Sharks. Once you said it, I was like, all right, I don't feel as insane as what I thought. We've both got the Dolphins. I honestly could not care what anyone else thinks about my No, opinion. I was only in my own head. Care. I was like, am I really thinking this? And I was like, well, but Origin. listen to hear our opinion. So mm. I'm going to give you my honest opinion. Dolphins. No, I like it. That's cool. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Dolphins for the spoon. We're both on that. Oh, Dra- Dragons fans, don't three dollars fifty or whatever it is for the Dolphins to win the spoon. That's I, less than that. I well, last I think I looked 
I'll tell you what, Dragons fans, though, you should be worried. If Hunt gets hurt or something happens If Hunt there, gets hurt, oh, look out. You're in big fucking oh, trouble. Oh, big trouble. <laughs> oh, uh, who's your slider? Mine's Para. I know I've had him on the yeah, eight, but grand slider. final to eighth or missing. Toodaloo. Um, the improver's hard because everyone's still in the eight. Well, I got South. They're going from they finished seventh last year. I got them finishing second in their regular season, and then I'm saying they're going to go from a prelim to the premiership. Well, I, I guess mine would be the Roosters. Then they were six, but I'm saying they're going to be a minor or be right up there. So yeah, that's right. Uh, my dark horse is Manly. My dark horse is Melbourne. I think we're looking elsewhere. Everyone is looking elsewhere. No one is saying Melbourne are going to win the comp. Melbourne are going to win the comp. Melbourne are in the top four. Every time this happens, they come up and bite us in the ass. You know the thing about this, though? Because I'd probably fuck this up, really. Your definition of a dark horse is to win the comp, yeah? Is mm. that what your dark horse is? Pardon? Your definition of dark horse is to win the comp. Some of them can win the comp, I think. Yeah, we'll see. I've messed it up the last few years. I always kind of go up to someone that no one's sort of expecting. I don't think anyone really thinks Manly are going to be in the finals. or I, I don't think they can win the comp. Mm. But I just think if everything went right, they're a team I think could be... Around the top four or somewhere that no one expected, but all of it's based off turbo. Yeah. But so really, my dark horse is fucked because I'm saying I don't think I'm in the call. But again, I digress. Uh, we move off that. Your top point scorer. What are you? What are you thinking? I'm going Nico Hines. Well, you've certainly hit on something I was about to say. I liked Latrell at six, but I wrote under it when I looked. I was looking for a value pick. Twenty-one bucks is pretty good. What price? He's 21 bucks. Oh, yeah. Nico. If he, the thing he's got to find is a few more tries. Get on that. He only scored three or four times last year. Kicked plenty of goals. He needs to run the ball a little bit more. Yeah. If he crashes What's, over... Who's the favourite? Cleary. Well, Nathan was the heavy favourite. Um, and then he pulled out like a dollar, I think. I've got to get this bloody page to load for some reason. Doesn't want to listen to me. But he's had injuries and then he's also had origins. So I don't... Yeah, so... Uh, why is this not working? Yeah, I think, like I said, if Nico's not the bench utility and he gets to play all... He'd be like the Daily M last year. We almost knew he was a shoo-in mm. because of that situation, which is why none of us like the Daily M. It's not that he wasn't one of the best players, but like you know, he played in the team. No one's taking points off him. They win a ton of games. The origin affects it. Those guys can still get dallying points, but they're playing in a harder game with more quality, right? Like it sort of takes a bit of integrity away. Yeah. That's all. Um, but Nathan Cleary is four dollars. He was short of that. Val Holmes is five fifty. He's he a good option. Last year, didn't he, Val? Uh I'm not too sure. Sam Walker's five fifty, so I think the Roosters obviously gonna go well. Yeah. Latrell's six, Garrick seven, Moses twenty one, and then Nico. Yeah, wow. And then Pap, who had a huge lead. Twenty one to one. Well, Pap's 26, but he's missing heaps. He, he was Well, if Pap plays every game, he probably wins well, it. Last year, he held onto it even when he was out and for another eight weeks because yeah. he'd had that many points. But the bloke's made of bloody fucking paper mache, so... Yeah, well, that's an issue. Bit out of trust. Oh, but that's good. We're on a similar page here again. I think Nick out 21's good. I'm going the trail, but yeah, Nick out 21 pop is... I'm true. That's pretty good. Top try scorer. I think there's some... Uh, some good value last year. I had Katara at 50-something dollars and he busted his shoulder. When he was in the lead. Mm. And then Johnston, who's always the favourite, took it. He's the favourite again this season. Uh, Price-wise, I think he was ridiculously short once this decides to load again. Alex Johnston is five fifty. Josh Adokar, $8. Taylor May. So I, I couldn't have enough money on Alex Johnston. Well, like he won it by six tries or something last year, didn't he? I think if Katawa doesn't get hurt, he wins it. Okay. But 
He blows his shoulder out. I had him at 50 bucks. I was filthy. So my two options, again, I like both the Sharks wings. It just depends what side of the field you like. I'll stick okay. with the right-hand side, which is Katoa. He's now $26. They cut him in half. But Mulatalo is also 26 because obviously yeah. they both scored double figures. So if you want a bit of value... And I think they're going to win the minor premiership. So. so if you think they're going to score bags and bags of points, yeah. um, just hope they're a bit more lopsided to one side because they eat into each other's tellers. Yeah. But 26 apiece. The Melbourne wingers used to do that. They'd never win it, but both of them would score 20-odd 20, 20 tries. Hmm. Well, looking in here, the other one I don't mind for a similar price, I think Tualagi at 23. Him and Felt sort of eat into each other again as well, but yeah, no. that's the hard thing. They don't really have a dominant side of the field. And as I scrolled through, I couldn't really find anyone else, um, you know, in terms of other positions. It's always going to be a winger, but, yeah, if, if Johnston is, you know, red hot and that left-hand side is as good as it usually has been, 550, he's pretty good. But I like those two at 26. So you going, AJ? Yep. Stick with the favourite. Daly M, what do you think? Cleary. He hasn't won it. This is the year because but if, if, that, if, they win, if they win less games, though. Still win it. Yeah? I've got Cleary. I just think this is the year. I'd like to agree, but I think if they lose a few more games, you obviously don't get the points. I think he is, like you said, going to be even more key. I've got Nico again, and I think similar deal to you. I just think if they win games, no one's taking points really off him. Mm. And as my, I, again, I'm not saying that means he's the best player in the comp. I, did, I didn't think he was the best player mm. in the comp last year. I thought he was very good. But that's the way the system works. So if the system's geared the same way and he's not picked as, say, a utility and plays the whole year, I think, again, he's going to be pretty hard to stop. Yeah, he will be. Um, that's the shit thing. I, that's why I wish the award was a bit more like the Heisman or something over there where there was a panel and it was voted on about best player. Um, but if not, if, like you said, I think if you think Melbourne's a dark horse, if Melbourne were to have a really, really good year and sort of kick on or reach the heights you think they could, I think a Harry Grant or someone could be good value. Yeah, but sure. again, also origin affected, him, Munster, Hugh, they, they guys take points off each other. Yeah. So you realistically, they don't have a betting market for this anymore. They only bring it up on the night. But if you're going to back it, you always go with the team. What do you mean? You can't bet on the Daily M. There's no Daily M market. Why? I don't know. No one ever has it anymore. They only do it on the night. But I think if you're betting on it, that's the logic. You'd always be picking someone who's in a team who you think's going to win plenty of games. And so you not... can't have a bet on who you think the best player in the league will be? No, there's no doubt the end market. Oh, really? No one has it. And only some have it on the night. That's so, silly. Yeah. But the last one we've got here, we do this What every... are they worried about? Integrity of it? Oh, probably. Why? Well, I don't know. I think the only thing I could think of is... Like you, the players still need to play well to get points. You had the incident the other year, I think it was Rowan Sims who had to admit that she didn't watch a game, so she texted a friend and one of the votes was a player didn't even play. Oh. So that's another one of those situations where people have brought up again that, you know, maybe they need to review it. I think it needs to be a panel or something and you just sit down in the room and I think you'd get it right most and of the time. Yeah, without having week-to-week points. Because, yeah. yeah. again, I'm not saying Nico wasn't very good last year. He was probably top three or top five, but I didn't think he was the best player in the game. But he won the Dahlia medal. Yeah. So, again, under that system, that's why I've picked him again. If we think they're going to go that well, I think he's just going to rack up points again. Yeah. Um, the last one we have here, and we do this every year, is your $100 best bet. Your blue bet, $100 best bet. Who do, what do you like? I have gone Sharks top four at $2.85. What price are the Bunnies top four? Uh, I think they were like a eighty, but Top I'll, four. Let's let's have a look. If I can get this to load, top four for the bunnies is two fifty. Yeah, get on that. So, Souths 
top four, two fifty, and I've got Sharks top four, two eighty five. There you go. There you go. So the only thing we didn't do, uh, there's been no markets yet. I'm assuming they're going to come up later because everything ended yesterday. It was our overs unders. So we'll do another podcast. So usually we would have them, but none's available on Bluebet. And I looked on all the others just to see if anyone had them out yet, if they're gone or if it's just maybe something's coming later, but no one has the odds yet. Well, yeah. So what is it today? It's Monday today? It's the day after trials. And Monday, yeah. Still so we've got... So you're going to have this, what, how long is this podcast going for? Oh, two and a half hours, Just three, hours? three hours. Yeah, right. So you get three hours of content and then you'll get another bonus, probably hour over-unders. And then, and we'll, then have we'll do our weekly podcast we'll kick off next week. On Tuesday night. For the fans. What more do you want? want? Exactly. So quick run through. Premiers, I've got Cowboys, you've got Souths, Miners, I've got Roosters, you've got Sharks, Spoon, both on the Dolphins, Slider, both on the Eels, Improver, I've got the Roosters, you've got Souths, Dark Horse, Eagles, Storm. Uh, all the other stuff we sort of go through. But latter, in the end, I've got the Roosters first, Cowboys second, Sharks third, South fourth, Panthers fifth, Storm sixth, Raiders seventh, Eels eighth, Broncos ninth, Eagles tenth, Dogs eleventh, Tigers twelfth, Titans thirteenth, Knights fourteenth, Warriors fifteenth, Dragons sixteenth, and the Poor Dolphins seventeenth. Yeah, have you got mine? I didn't write yours down with me, no. You have your own list, don't you? Yeah, it's on the computer and I'll turn the computer off. So. That's right. Tough Everybody heard it, so there you go. Tough titties, man. But that's all 17 teams broken down where we think they will go for the year. Again, fuck knows what happens from here. Suspensions, arrests, all the good stuff that happens. They're just opinions. With rugby league. But and they will change. Like I said, pins like assholes, we've all got one. Yeah. Let's see how we go. But hopefully we can win some money. Big thanks to all those odds with bluebet.com.au. If you're going to have a bet with anyone, do it with the true blue bookie. There is no one better than bluebet.com.au. Looking forward to a big year again. With the charity account, Penrith Solar Centre back on board as well. Get on board with them. Look up for a system, www.penrithsolar.com.au. And Sinclair Hyundai, Penrith. Toby and the crew there. Visit the website, sinclairhyundai.com.au to get your moving tell them the fifth and last sent you. But that wraps us up for this huge preview podcast. Looking forward to another huge season. And please, we need your support. Share the podcast. Like, post. We're going to have a lot more content this year. Get people on board, listen, retweet, everything. Review us on iTunes. Let's really get this thing going. There's going to be a lot more content, a lot more going on. Get behind the podcast. We appreciate the support, and hopefully we're in for a huge season. But for now, I'd like to say enjoy your week and enjoy rugby league, but there's no footy for uh, just under two weeks now. But we will be back with overs, unders when it's available, and then our weekly show next Tuesday. So you've got eight or nine days in between. There'll be plenty before the kickoff of the 2023 NRL season. Bring it on. Give us more. Give us more. Where are you going? Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.